Of Stacey's pop culture parlour, we're getting all Christmassy and uh, and and festive and that as per usual. So uh, as per nuge. you haven't oh, I haven't introduced you yet, over. so you're not allowed to talk. And you, you're not allowed to talk either because I haven't said either of your names. So it's the big 2017 year in review special. We're not going to talk about any news in that. Last year, at the end of our last special, Phil said, oh, things can only get better from here, can't they? And then we picked the song Things Can Only Get Better by D-Ream to see us out. And then 2017 was like, hold my fucking beer. (laughs) But joining me for this end of year review is, uh, is this your third year? The the three of us? Or is it? Three of us, yeah. Second, just the three of us. Just, oh, yeah, just yeah, yeah. the three of us. The one before was Ange. We, oh, oh, yeah, he well, was useless, yeah. wasn't he? And the one before that was you, guys. Anyway, the one before that was just you and Ange. These noises you can hear that aren't my noises. One of those sets of noises is coming from my delightful husband and friend of the show, Richard Taylor. Hello. That's you. I am Richard Taylor. There you go. I am the law. I am Spartacus. Very unconvincing kind I of I am Banana Man. I don't know. Just stop. Christmas just time. <laughs> Just let Rich sing his awkward song. <laughs> <laughs> and the other noises you heard that weren't my noises or Rich's noises are that of my not cockney tit friend and parlour regular type gentle man. Yeah. It's Phil Thomas. How do? Hello. Yikes. How you both do? How was your twenty seventeen? This year, though, for some of the reason, this is three of us. Yes. What was Just that about? The three of us. We can make it if we try. Just... Baby Driver. No, we didn't talk about that, did we? We did. Did we? Do we? An episode where that was a film we recently... Was it just a random episode? Yeah. It might have been. Yeah. Some better people let you down. So you're like, Rich and Phil have got nothing going on. Is that? There's no one better than Rich and Phil. Phil, Hello. remember when we said, look at the mic and talk to it? Yeah. Yeah, don't... Yeah, do that. Do I that. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, when he's talking properly, not just insulting us. But so this is still going in noises, the episodes. All right, make noises okay. when I specify that you are allowed to make the noise. A wooga. <laughs> 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 That's very fitting with 2017. Oh, dearie me. Well, 2017, ain't that been a thing? So, um, no, my favourite thing of 2017 has been... Oh, God, is I'm scared. where Time magazine asked you to be on the phone cover and you said no? And I said no, I'm too busy, I can't do an interview or a photo shoot. That was it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, I pissed on your chips there. Oh, uh, Phil Thomas <laughs> stepping on jokes since whenever he was born. I need to stop hanging out. My actual favourite thing in 2017 will not be something we talk about later. Well, just to sort of preface the show for people who might not have heard our end of year reviews before, basically we do like a top five of things. Normally it's albums and movies and TVs and comics. This year we have scrapped the comics category because none of us have read any new comics this year that we've liked very much. To also preface that, I've not read many new comics this year, full stop. Yeah, me too. And yeah, because I have this uh, mean caveat that I put on all of the categories in that they... Mean caveat? Yeah. Mean caveat? 
Oh, Jesus. That should be a meme. You said, oh, this isn't going to take two hours. And then you both just went off on fucking one. <laughs> we both had a sip of beer. We haven't even cracked open the mulled wine slow we're, we're cooker all, we're times. We're drunk on cheese. We are drunk on... That was a lot of cheese in that mac and cheese. Anyway, so my caveat that I was talking about, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes ago or something, is that... All the things in the categories have to have literally started this year. Just because I don't want every year to be, oh, what's your top TV thing, Stace? Well, it's Rick and Morty, isn't it, of course? Etc. So we've scrapped comics. That was never in your top of the year because you didn't watch the first series when it came out. I know, I didn't. But I'm just saying. Stace facts. Stace facts. So anyway. Which, uh, I'm going to throw it to you, Rich. Which topic would you like to start with? We usually start with music, I think, because we tend to talk less about it because it's hard to talk about music. (laughs) I think that's the one where we diverse as well. Diversity. No, No, you've lost me on that one. I'm a really bad football reference. I still don't get it. Footing ball. Reno said City hadn't got diversity. And people were like, ah, because he said they dived and stuff. It was a really bad point. Oh, yeah, it I'm is. I'm sorry. Am I going first? I guess so. Alright, what up? What up? Are we what? Mentioning the new. Oh, factor. shit, yeah. I should have said the that X-Factor. first. So, we're adding in an extra thing, which in place of the comics thing. So, for every category that we are doing, albums, telly, and movies, we'll also be adding our biggest disappointment of the year, which I think we'll start with for every category because wow. then it only becomes more positive as we go along. So, this more to read. Isn't it? Oh, what a shame for you. Alright, then. Um, start off negatively. <laughs> My biggest disappointment here was uh, Mass Seduction by Certain Vincent. Oh. Because. I'm on the wrong page for music, uh, guys. when you're right on paper, innit? Oh, Mass fucking hell. That's what I picked. I knew that's what I'd picked, but okay. I just couldn't see it on the page, you see, because well, I was on the She's probably my favourite musical artist of all time, and it's a really boring album. It's so forgettable. Yeah, there's like <laughs> two good songs on yeah. it. No bad songs on it, but that's what makes it a disappointment. And I'm going off, the disappointing thing isn't the worst thing you've... Oh, yeah, no. Just personally disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it was the worst album I've listened to a year, it would be the Foo Fighters, but that's... Oh, I'd say Weezer was a bit of a contender. No, Weezer's a good album. I don't like it. Um, anyway, yeah, something like... There is literally two good songs. I don't think there's any more on it. Stop tapping your foot. It's a bit sad. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, Mom. Tap, tap, No, it's tap, just because of the mic, innit? I don't want to have to... Like... Anyway. Yeah, my problem with St. Vincent was that my favourite album of hers was the last album. So I was expecting an awful lot from this one because I was thinking, cool, they've only got they've only got better, and then they, <laughs> you know, the albums. Oh, okay. the albums of each got better. Yeah, I think that kind of feeds into my reasoning. Oh, okay. What was your choice for most? My, disappointing? my choice was Reputation by Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, see, I wasn't expecting much from that anyway. <laughs> but based off of nineteen eighty nine, you've got to be. And I don't. I realise, obviously, I'm not the key target demographic or whatever. But <laughs> it's not for you. Yeah, for... it's not for me. It's not for me. Yeah, I, I don't can't think it's even for anyone. Of, I wouldn't even listen to it again, to be honest. Because that first song was bollocks. Uh, I'm too sexy for my Taylor Swift. I've actually forgotten it's called. <laughs> I'm too sexy for my previous Taylor Swift. But, what is dead? <laughs> but then that was it. Ready for this or something come out? Mm-hmm. Oh. It wasn't yo ready for this. <laughs> Look what you made me do. That was That's it. what it's that called. That was actual cat. But ready for this come out? And I'm like, you know what? This is all right. It was good at that. Yeah. It wasn't shake it up level of good. But I was like, this is good. And then everything else was cack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And not just like like boring cack, like legitimately bad, I don't want to hear it again music. <laughs> She's a bit of a shame, really. But, well, you know, she owns a lot of mansions, so... Well, yeah, I don't think she cares what the three of us think about this album. About her opinion. She sells a lot of merch so that people can buy tickets for her gigs. Yeah, well, I don't want that. That's another reason to not really support her. Mm. 
Do you, want, do you want a better chance of getting VIP tickets? Buy my album 15 times, please, um, with different no, covers. Yeah. Absolutely not. But part of me is if, if you're stupid enough to agree to it and do it, you deserve to have no monies. <laughs> or yeah. you've got too much money and yeah. it doesn't matter. I don't know. I'd like to have too much money. As an aside as well, I hate this new VIP thing that's near nearly every concert I see in nowadays. Like, it's bands that aren't that big, but they're like, Film your quid and you can come and watch me do sound check and ask me some questions. Oh, tell me about it. get it all the time. It's just... It's more, I'm sure it's more hassle to set up as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like you pay a bill of people price and you get a special gift pack with a mystery item. It's always a fucking lanyard. Always. Oh, <laughs> nobody lanyard. wants a lanyard. It's a tall lanyard. I'm not even a lanyard. I have to, to wear use. a lanyard for work. Right, that's that's what they're for. Some I'm people not, know I work there. I'm not allowed to use a not because I work for the NHS a not company lanyard anyway. So it would be entirely useless to me. We only do because we've run out of lanyards and the receptionist gets angry at us. <laughs> she starts like lobbing lanyards at you. I'm not saying where I work. Think I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anybody there is listening, but. Still, anyway, do you want to start at number, number five, five on your musical choices, good number sir? Number five is White Air Conditions by the New Pornographers, um, who are a pale pop band, supergroup from Montreal, I think. Supergroup? Yeah, they're technical from different bands. Uh, got two supergroups on this list. Yeah, it's the New Pornographers, everyone knows them, maybe? I don't know. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if everyone knows them. I mean, the three of us. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know of them. Because <laughs> yeah. you fucking play them all the time. That's true. Um, He's in love with them. It's the first time with Dan Behar, though, who was the one who, the other guy who sang that wasn't Carl Newman. You're not helping me because I don't remember anyone's name ever. Who are you again? No, but you know you know what AC Newman sounds like? He's the one who sings most the main of the songs, guy. and he's not Nico Case because she's a woman. Yeah, and it's the other one who's got the more of the nasally voice who sings uh, like Myriad Arbor and stuff. Oh, I didn't realise there was another guy. Yeah, he sings entirely different. Oh. Um, <laughs> Typical Stace. Uh, he's now a bit apprehensive of because of that because his songs kind of always added a different angle, and his songwriting added a different angle, mm. and it's gone, and it's a bit it's bizarrely my least favourite new Pornography album, but it's still great. <laughs> But I just like I'd like the, the variety before that you don't get anymore because Catherine Calder's got a very similar voice to Nick OK, so they've added more Catherine Calder songs and that's a bit weird. Yeah. But I, I really like it still, but I'm just trying to justify it being number five. <laughs> <laughs> Phil. Um my number five is New Energy by Fortet. Is a bunch of bands that Stacey hasn't heard of in a list of five from Phil. Songs. Um so it's one guy from I think South London. Um, and it's <laughs> it's obviously it's electronic music. Of course it is. But it, it's Phil. it doesn't fit into an actual subgenre within that. So there's lots of kind of weird stuff within it. So it's not like, your standard gender no, synth no, pop. No, it's not synth pop, and there's no female vocals. Um, so How does he spell for? Is the you? No, 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 it's, it's spelled correctly. <laughs> so there's some kind of like breaks in there, and some dubstepy thing, and then some kind of like chilled ambient stuff. Um, one of the tracks is a postcode, and it's the postcode for the Brixton Academy. Okay. Oh. Um, every night, every night, every year, he does like a a tour where it's like a, a five pound all nighter kind of thing and he does that and various charity things but yeah it's, oh. it's, a, it's a kind of it fills the, the a range of electronic music without being in little neat packages so it's quite niche and he does a lot of stuff just on his own label is he does he just do stuff on his own and not like does he have guess anything I feel um, like no, I know the name from somewhere but yeah, I don't know where he's done 
he's done sort of remixes for stuff and people, and he's done uh, collaborations yeah, with people yeah. as well. Um, I can't think of any of them off the top, but this <laughs> album, this album is all him. Yeah. I can't okay. really describe electronic music. <laughs> does it go beep boop beep? It does. A couple of them do. A couple of them don't do. Yeah. So on the playlist at the end, I'm sure we'll make. I'll put oh, yeah. I'll put I should probably say that. Spookiest. Yeah, that we're going to do a playlist of these some songs off these albums so you can do a little listen on that there, Spotify. I wouldn't even know what song Me too, because I'm and clever me. like that. <laughs> Except the couple of albums where I couldn't decide, so I wrote down two songs and decided that I would One decide later. Wrong, I know. Yeah, <laughs> your face is wrong. Hey, so my number five was Rookie by Black Kids, which is a really good album. They have been around for like 10 years, but this is their second album, I want to say. Right, so, yeah. Um, I don't know why they were gone forever. <laughs> I don't think they had a record label. So I think they released this via Bandcamp ages ago, and then it came out officially. I'm pretty sure like, these songs were on Bandcamp oh, last okay. year, but it was actually released as an album this year or something weird. Oh, well, then it still counts. It's fine. I don't really know how to describe them as a band, because they're kind of like a sort of indie pop rock 80s throwbacky fun time. The reason I really like this album is because it's very much like their debut album, which is also really good. And because it hasn't been like, it's not like a band that's pumped out 15 albums that all sound the same. There's been like a sufficient gap that I'm like, oh, this is new and different, even though it's not really. I think as well, like, they had that one hit in there for the first album, which you don't kind of hear anymore. It's not mm. like one of those songs that you still hear 10 yeah. years later. Yeah. Because there was a point where it was kind of like everywhere. Yeah. But it didn't turn into a fucking Sex on Fire or Mr. Brightside where you hear it every week still. Yeah. And then you resent that band for the rest of your life, no yeah. matter what you're thinking through initially. Mm. But I really like this album. The, um, the opening track, Iffy, is like every time it comes on, I want to do a little dance. Because it's fun. <laughs> Look how you keep turning the light off on your iPad so no, I can't see you. The back is like quite low. Oh, okay. Fair enough. No, I think it's the kind of album you can throw on if you want to uh, have a fun time, not really think about sad things and the world around you. <laughs> Just do a little dance and uh, make a little love and get down to Night Rich. What's your number four? Oh, it's nice. Uh, number four is Coco Hames by Coco Hames. Former singer, maybe still singer of the X, and she was a part time member of the new pornographers. It's very much like garage rock, alternative country style music. I'm trying to think of who she sounds like that's more famous, but I can't. That's of no help to anyone. Yeah, because I don't know who this um, is. And you're saying you, you like Black Kids because it's really like a beat. It's what you need right now. This isn't really. Oh, it's, okay. it's a bit dirgy, like some oh. garage rock can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dirgy. Yeah. What else is <laughs> there? Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you like like female singer songwriter style garage slash country rock, Coco Hames. I think the name's Lindsay. I don't know why she's called Coco. Do you like clowns? I think she must love clowns and hot chocolate. Coco Chanel. Um, yeah, yeah. Sure. Coco Beware. Why not? Uh, I don't know what to say about it. To be fair. We don't have to say anything else. You I could feel just like be I like, should have another good fact about it, but I haven't. Uh, I don't I have any facts. Fact, yeah. I don't have any <laughs> facts about the albums I've bought. I, they're, they're just mostly, I like this. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Phil? Uh, my number four is um, Who Built the Moon by Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. Oh, Fork Phil. You. Yeah. Phil. Exactly. That's how I felt about myself. Phil. Yeah. Um, I've never really listened to any of his post-Oasis stuff or Liam Gallagher's stuff because it's all been shit Liam Gallagher's stuff is pub rock every time you hear a single but anyway but um, this I happen to listen to this by chance and it actually surprised me because it's nothing like his Oasis stuff and it's nothing like his other stuff Um, I'll give you that you can tell he's been listening and hanging around with people like Damon Albarn and he's been hanging around with kind of like French electro people and stuff 
and there's there's a lot of it's you you wouldn't know it was Oasis or him, you know. It seems like your dad doing trying to be possibly, cool. possibly, <laughs> but you know, I'm not cool and I don't claim to be. But you know, a, a lot of Oasis purists hate it, and Liam Gallagher fans hate it, and I was actually quite surprised that it it got into my head. Does that add to it that Liam Gallagher fans hate it? Not not intentionally, but. <laughs> I feel bad now for having just sort of like shunned you immediately because I've not heard anything of it. That's fine, that's really? fine. Yeah, no, I don't. Single's been long. To be fair, I, I assumed it would be absolute garbage, but... Yeah, because the, the, I've only heard one song, to be fair, and it is different, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not enjoy it, but it is not... It's, it's not like you finally listened to someone other than the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Like, <laughs> I've got... Weather. Yeah. I've got a buddy at work who does a music podcast. It's called F Sharp A Sharp Revisited, if anybody wants to listen to it. And I can't remember if it was Noel or Liam's album that they were taking the the mickle out of because the lyrics are so terrible. And the lyrics are really terrible. I'd say that was probably Liam's album too, but it could well be this one. I knew it was... their album, so their opinion doesn't count. Well, okay. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I'm not going to... Hey, what's my number four? Um... No, Phil, have you got anything yeah, no, that's why you else to say? Yeah, I was just skipping over the fact that Richard's being rude about my friends. I did a little bit of a naughty on this one because you know how I'd started and I was like, oh, it's got, to come, it's got to come from this year. But an album came out last year, like like literally the three day days after, after yeah. we fucking recorded our end after. of year. Was it the day after? The day after. What yeah. a nightmare, eh, bastards? Because they um, released the song a couple of days before and then went, it'll be in January and we were like, cool. And then, and then, yeah, and then they did it. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to count it because technically it's only been a year since it came out. You know, technically. It's been less than a year since it came out. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, by that logic, shut all your mouths. I'm having it. It's uh, Run the Jewels. We've run the Jewels through. And um, one of the biggest reasons I really like this, because when I first heard it, I thought it was really good. And then I listened to it a little bit and I, I was like, was <laughs> when I listened to it a little bit more, I was like, oh, I don't know if it's as good as Run the Jewels too. And then we went to see them live and I was like, shut my mouth. They're the fucking tits. I don't think it's as good as Run the Jewels too. Mm. I'm not saying it's a bad album. I think it's a better album overall, but two of my favourite songs are on Run the Jewels too. I don't know. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. I think quality-wise and production-wise, it's the best of the three. Mm. They Consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're um they're just amazing rappers, aren't they? Like like it just seems so effortless. When we went to see him live, it was like ludicrous how good they were. You're so funny, the Perry are fucking terrible. Well, I like it in the drills though. All their albums they release for free. You can buy them, yeah. obviously you can buy the vinyl and the CD, whatever, but that they don't just release them for free to download for fucking start. Mm. Not you know, and obviously they go streaming immediately as well. And look how they've done. Yeah. Just by being so fucking good at what they do. Yeah, they are really fucking good. I mean, I feel like if and you haven't... I also had my favourite soundtrack song of the year. Oh, from Baby Driver. Yeah, like, I feel like if you don't know who Run The Jewels are, then you need to go and listen to them, because I'm not going to be able to explain to you how good they are. But if you if you do know who they are, then you, you don't need to hear any more from me, because you'll know that they're great. <laughs> I also like the um, episode of South Park that Killer Mike did the songs for. <laughs> that was really good this the year. The song for FIFA wasn't very good. No. Which didn't matter, because... We weren't on the album. But yeah, thumbs up to that. Rich. I don't have, I don't have to say your name number every fucking what? time. Um, number three is Seattle Gossip by Who Is She? Who are another super group from <laughs> Seattle, <laughs> um, which is the singer from Lisa Prank, the bass player from Taco Cat and the drummer from Chastity Bell. Ah, Taco Cat. Um, I like a Taco Cat. album is 11 tracks and 17 minutes long. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's short. Very quick, Gary's okay. punk music. Um 
One of their songs is called I'm Gonna Get Courtney Cox and David Arquette Back Together. It's the last thing I ever do. They are the only lyrics and it lasts about 15 seconds. That kind of sums up what type of album you're <laughs> right, going to okay. be listening to. <laughs> is it like that band that's in Scott Pilgrim that just have songs that are like... A little bit. Crash and the Boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not a bad thing. But if you know any of Taco Cat, Lisa Prank or Chastity Belt, you kind of know what this band will sound like already. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, some albums are too long. And having one that's 17 minutes that still seems like a full album is great. But I hate when you get an album and it's like 12 tracks. Fine. How is it an hour and 15 minutes? Like, why is there three nine-minute tracks on here? And um, I've got some albums that do that as well. But, you know, I like a mix. You, you got that a lot more when it was kind of CDs and you used to get your money if you're worth, yeah, worth your money. But yeah. now it's all download. It's like, yeah, three minutes will do. Yeah, you don't need that. And double, if someone makes a double album nowadays, I hate them. Do you get secret songs anymore? You know when a song used to go quiet for like four full minutes and then a different song would be at the when end? When they're on Spotify Apple Music, it just starts immediately. Oh, that's pants. No, I like that. I like Secret Songs. At 3am by Subway, is one of their best songs on the album. I'm, I hated sitting there for three minutes waiting for it or fast forward. Pressing skip on a CD player, what the fuck is And then missing the first lyric. Well, I'm not in Bash. You had to rewind the first track to get Jack Nam to Planet. Really annoying. Bit sick party. Well, you forget it had ended and then after a bit you hear someone pissing and being sick. Yeah, yeah. Ew. That's the end of Nine Because you just assume that you just finished and you're yeah. just doing something else, and then you just suddenly hear someone just vomit. Yeah. Or when you just forget entirely, and then just start playing, you're like, "What the shit is happening?" <laughs> Demons. <laughs> Remember the ones where you had to like press like track ninety nine or press like minus something to unlock it. One of Corn's albums, the first twelve tracks were empty, so the first track was track thirteen. Oh, fuck off, Veggie. <laughs> Yeah, but I think Manson, Mary Manson did that. You have to get to track 99 for the last trip. Anyway, that was all irrelevant. Phil? That was. <laughs> uh, my number three is um, Who Will Save You by Mears. I don't know. Um, so it's... Pretty sure that's a group I've heard of from your Instagram. <laughs> it's, a, it's a single ah, person. there you go. Uh, so it's a female, uh, formerly the uh, lead of Blushes. I think I mentioned either last year or two yeah. days ago. They were wrong, weren't they? They were Yeah, they've wrong. got a V in there, um, haven't they? Or something. They or they've got no vowels. No yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it is. Um, but yeah, so this is her... I think it's... Well, it's no longer a side project. I think it's her main project now. Um, and it's her surname. So it's very female-led vocal synth pop. Keytars uh, <laughs> and sort of uh, dream wave pop. So it's, but what you're saying is it's Phil. It's Phil. It's Yeah, it's it's Phil, Phil pop. Phil, Phil core. Yeah. If you listen to any of my other suggestions, there's at least once a year, one a year. <laughs> listen you, to you, you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. But listen, very, considering it's her first solo work and she's produced it all herself, there's some, a couple of standout tracks on it, if you're into that genre. Jolly good. Stace. Oh, thanks. Uh, I picked... I've got a supergroup, sort of, I think. It's uh, Filthy Friends with Invitation. Oh, they are a supergroup. They are a supergroup. Um, I didn't know that, though. I just knew that it was the, the bird from Sleater Kinney. And I was like, I love her and her noises, and therefore I'll listen to this. And it was really good. And then it turns out there's a guy from R.E.M. in it, and then some other bands I've never heard of. <laughs> a guy from R.E.M.? Yeah. Well, it's not the guy from R.E.M. <laughs> well, it is the guy, because he's a guy. and no, She but, means it's not Michael Scott. Yeah, he's not the guy. He's, he's a Book. guy. You're that guy? Is it Peter Buck, the guitarist? Yeah. His name's Peter, I know that much. Yeah, it's Yeah. It's very much in the... Slater Kinney style of um, sort of frenetic punky rock times except for one track which is a bit weird but I like it 
You're looking at me with a weird face. Not in. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's really good. I only listened to this because you told me to. Because you were like, hey, this is sleek and related. And you'll like it. And I was like, cool. And the gang. So I put it on. And um, if not, it's, it's amazing. The gang. If no one told you to listen to music, you'd still be listening to Future Heads. I haven't listened to the Future Heads for ages. That's the point. I just keep listening to it. The album that's at my number one that we'll get to in a bit. I've just been listening to that basically on repeat all year. Always like Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the cop car soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and my lovely, lovely horse. <laughs> I would actually, actually, Terry Falls blatantly is my top played song for this entire fucking oh, year. See, because that, that's a whole different thing because my two favourite songs for this year, neither of which are actually on yeah. the albums. They've just oh, been released. I was going to mention them at the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll save Terry Falls I think for we them, might then. have to on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, um, Filthy Friends is great. There's a track on there that's got a very sort of heavy Pixies kind of vibe. Yeah. Which I liked a lot because I, I like the Pixies. I've tracks in Pixies like or Breeders like and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, re- it's, yeah, it's really good. Sort of, it's kind of um, energising, if that makes sense. Like, it pumps me up. It makes me want to, like, go out and fight people. Wow. I'm not okay. going to because I'm feeble. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Rich? Uh, number two is Last Place by Grandaddy, who are a... Band. They're very much like an indie alt rock band from the late 90s. I had no idea they'd released anything. Yeah, so it's the first album for 11 years. Probably one. Um, That's a while. Yeah. They they split up. He made some solo stuff, which is pretty good, but sounded like Granddaddy Light. He then got a divorce and wanted to write loads of sad songs. So we got the band back together. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I think they toured a few years ago as a reunion and they played a couple of albums. In full kind of style, but then they actually did some new stuff. Um, It's very much like the Software Slump, which was their. My favourite album of theirs, which was probably the most successful as well, I'm not sure. Yeah, but it's very like gentle alt rock from the late nineties. Like I'm trying to think of who there's other famous bands that did it better, but they're more like a lot of electronic synthies and sounds as well. Mm-hmm. With wishy washy indie guitar. But very good. And his voice is great. Cool. Jason Whitehall. <laughs> Singing Granddaddy songs. Singing songs. Game. Yeah. They didn't <laughs> the same track well. The theme to Charlie Booker's T V work. That was a oh, I don't remember how that goes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember it now. <laughs> Phil, uh, so my number two is its uh, collection by Soccer Mummy. Ooh, that was nearly in my top five. Um, so this is as the sort of the, the title indicates, it's a collection, <laughs> um, but it's it's songs that were on her two self-published albums that were on Bandcamp right? with a couple of new songs but it's material that has never been available on Spotify or iTunes or anything else so technically it's her first album that, okay. that she hasn't sold herself and it's I can't remember I think Bandcamp must have recommended it to me or, or Spotify maybe and it's very uh, sort of lo-fi grungy almost country a bit like Colleen Green you know, yeah yeah but it's, it's very very kind of easy listening um <laughs> <laughs> Lo-fi, garagey, grungy pop. Yeah, I, I recommend um, it. Well. A very, very strong voice um, for someone so young as well. That is an album. Do everything as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's an album you recommended to me that I downloaded that I haven't listened to. Yet. Yeah, because yeah. I'm the worst. Well, I think that the the name will put a lot of people off. Yeah, you don't want to type that into a search, <laughs> yeah. in, search engine or whatever. It's like last um, year when Mitch got an album called Puberty Two, and I thought like, I don't want to <laughs> tell people to listen to an album called Puberty Two. The soccer mummy sound just as creepy for some reason. Yeah. We're in a different yeah. way. But, but no, it's very good stuff. So it's, it's unlike everything else that's in my mm. normal wheelhouse. Oh, Stay. me? Is Numero it? two. Sorry, are we <laughs> supposed to say names? No, it's fine. I'm it's just, just doing it to annoy you. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, my number two is number two is uh, Colors by Beck because core blimey, what a happy, fun, dancey time that Your is. Your favorite song of this album is wrong. Why is it? Because what is it? It's uh, I'm So Free slash Up All Night because I couldn't decide. Only Up All Night. It's definitely 100% My razor Up All Night. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Sorry. So, like, I'm pretty sure everybody in the world is aware of Beck, <laughs> even if they haven't heard you bet they like, a full album. It's still okay to like. Yeah, I think so. So far. Um, like, the thing I like about this album is I wasn't that keen on the last one because the last one was a bit wishy-washy. Fuck you. Oh, well. Uh, but this one is just like, oh, hello, do you want to have a bloody good time doing a dance? Here's some music. He's There's not, a perfect soundtrack to that, thanks. He's not had an upbeat album since Midnight Vultures like this. Yeah. 17, 18 well, like, years yeah, ago. Yeah. I was going to say, because he had that really wishy-washy album, was it Morning View, that was like Morning beautiful. No, it is, but yeah. Wishy-washy means crap? No, I just mean like sort of like wafty, like... Most like, of his stuff's been depressing. Like, quiet everything. and sad. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't mean wishy-washy as in terrible. I mean, like, well, stop saying flimsy. Even, like, well, I don't know what the best word is for this. And Guerra, which were quite electronic. They were still more, like, quite sad, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't Aguero. Um, so, yeah, no, I really like this. It's, uh, it's. I have a small problem with listening to it when I'm out and about, though, because it does kind of make me strut like a bit of a knob. You didn't um, like to dance and strut, Yeah, but not, like, in public. Like, one. unless I'm at I've a club. I've got one right. massive problem with this album. What? Colours is on it twice within about three tracks of each other and there's just a verse cut out of one of them. Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but if you've made an album version, don't put the single version on yeah. as well. And I know Colours come out in like 2014 or something. It's not Colours, it's Dreams, isn't it? He's Dreams, you're right. Yeah. Colours is actually like, because I've listened to this album about four times more since I've made this list which was only the other day and I feel like Colours is creeping up there as my favourite song on there. It's a very good opening oh track oh, for oh, establishing oh, good times. I've found that Plinky Plonky one is what makes that album not good for my top five. Plinky Plonky one? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Alright, oh, fair enough. It's, it's before a poor note. And it goes like, bow, like a piano at the beginning, like a honky tonk piano. Oh, yeah, I know which one you mean, yeah. and I can't remember what it's, it's called. It's not a bad either. song, but it, it's not up to the standards of the rest of the album. Because it's not fitting. Yeah. Oh, I like that one actually. It's Which a nice is the little. I have with the album that's stated number one. Of I feel like it's a nice little rest <laughs> in the middle there's of the one album. One song that really pisses me off. There's, uh, there's, yeah, there's one song on it that, that pisses me <laughs> off too, but I don't think it's the same song. But we'll see. Ooh. So, Rich, what is your number one? Um, it is an album de music. It is "Turn Out the Lights" by Julian Baker. I don't know who that yeah, is. Nor me for once. Uh, a female solo artist who I knew from last year. She's a Navy Club cover of Photo Booth by Death Cab Oh, I love that song. And then she I went did. on tour with Ben Gibbard and stuff. And it's it's indie folk music. She's very young from like I think she's from Memphis or somewhere like that. So she's got that kind of Christian upbringing and that kind of music stuff. Um, and then when like. She's grew up a bit. She's going, oh, I'm going to write loads of sad music and <laughs> things because I'm, you know, I'm a bit confused about life. Um, so don't listen to it if you're not feeling great. <laughs> um, but musically, it's brilliant. And her voice is absolutely amazing. And there's a couple of songs on there that kind of remind me of Frightened Rabbit musically. Ooh. Like, there's the slow... The good Frightened Rabbit, ones. though, not like the most recent album, Frightened Rabbit. <laughs> this is on tangent, but the new EP is actually pretty good. I haven't heard it yet. Well, not for this, but... Because I, I was so like, disillusioned by the last album. I was yeah. like, eh. Well, I'm kidding like it either. Isn't it? No, and he's... Relevant a... to people who are listening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think she's really good. She's like 22, which saddens me that someone born in 1995 is now 22. Well, <laughs> that's by the by. Julian Baker, if you want to kill yourself in the bath, that's a good soundtrack. <laughs> wow. 
And here was me saying, "We'll we'll start with the most disappointing, so we don't end on like negative." No, it's really, 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 really good. Cool. Phil, Rich. <laughs> um, so my number one is Plunge by Fever Ray. Plunge. plunge. I like the word plunge. Plunge. Satisfying to say. Um, so Fever Ray is the uh, moniker of the, I suppose, the figurehead of the knife. Oh, okay. So it's quite, it's quite discordant electro clash almost. Um, it's kind of like angry. Retro? No, retro? okay. It, it, Try at to times. It's it's if you know the knife, it's kind of less poppy than that, less dancey. Okay. It's almost kind of like angry, clashing electro sounds. Slightly industrial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, I'm intrigued now. <laughs> but it, yeah, I think it drops about drops. But fucking like sounds like a knobhead. With your mixtape, my mixtape drops. Uh, yeah, um, the album came out about a month or so ago, so it's one that I wasn't expecting. But yeah, it's it's. It's depressingly good. Okay. So it's not quite, you know, throw yourself in a bath. But it's kind of like... Angry. Throwing yourself in a bath doesn't kill you. It's probably hurt. Throwing a toaster in a bath. Or there you go. Yeah. Um, well, throwing the toaster in there doesn't hurt if you're oh not in God. it. <laughs> oh, no, we just sat in the bath with a toaster. This is why I'm still alive. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very much kind of like angry 2017 female-led industrial electro. Okay. A lot of people are angry in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the people who said, oh, good music at least will come out of this, haven't made any good music. Stace, what is your number one album of the year? My <laughs> number one my number ten. album of the year is After Laughter by Paramore. And I will tell you for why. Uh, it's the only album I've listened to this year that I've listened to more than, like, 12 times. Um, <laughs> you can only listen to an album. I probably listen to it more than I listen to most of those top five because it's easy just to have on as well. Yeah. I think the that's opening, not a bad thing. The opening track is an amazing opening yeah. track. So yeah. The first three, I really, I think they work really well. Mm. The thing, the thing that I really like about this album is the fact that um, it took me well by surprise because their last album was Dross. Like the last album had three tracks on it that were good, and yeah. when the album came out, I was like, "These three tracks are good," and then those three were the singles, <laughs> and that was the end of that album. No, but it wasn't Ross album. No, it was shit. Had that one song which was garbage. What about it being in a car? Yeah, terrible. But like the rest is just average, <laughs> and like the three really good. You can't have three great songs and have a bad album. No, you can. You can't if all the other songs are no. A bad album is when all the songs are shit. Mm. Anyway, I wasn't expecting this album to to you know hit me in the face with how good it was, but it did. One of the things I really like about it is how it's very sort of upbeat, you know, pop punk. It's quite like fizzy, you know, energetic. But when you actually listen to the lyrics, it's actually quite like there's quite a good juxtaposition between the lyrics being about you know how kind of depressing it is to be right now. <laughs> but yeah, um, I love Hayley Williams's voice. Anyway, I think she's got a cracking voice. The music in this is great. And uh, what's the track that you didn't like? Cause I, I what it's called, but it's some of a friend. And no friend. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the one that I don't like. Oh, it's fucking terrible. It's just the guitarist mumbling in the background of some music. No, it's actually not even the, the person from the band. It's like somebody from a different band who's mumbling about something over like a cyclical guitar. And I really like that song. I don't know why. It's real pretentious. And it follows on from the best song on the album, which makes it even worse. What's... Oh, is that... Okay. Well, that's not what I think is the best song on the album, but the one that I don't like is uh, Grudges. Which is good. Yeah, I don't like it. It's boring. Pants. Don't like it. And it can't be number one album because you've got a song on it you don't like. Well, it can. Failed that album. It can, because I don't hate 
Fail. Goodies, I just don't like no. it very much. And also, I love the rest of it so much that I don't care that that one song's a bit poo. But it's very sing-along toable. I'm yeah. sure you know, because you live with me, that I sing it in the shower obnoxiously loudly, no, like, all the fucking time. I don't sit in the bathroom when you're in the shower. Yeah, but I, I do sing real with loud. <laughs> with a toast again, Martin, next. <laughs> <laughs> Get this wet toast on the go. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I think it is fun and great. Right, but also this year, Carly Rae Jepsen released Cut to the Feeling, and they never released a fucking album, right? Yep. She did this last year, she released an EP, which was great, didn't release an album. That's annoying. And then Nine Inch Nails released an EP, which had a couple of great fucking tracks on. You've done nothing since? Mm. What are you doing this for? Why are you releasing a couple of tracks here and there for? They're all wankers, a lot of them. <laughs> Mine was uh, DJ Shadow and Naz. Oh, fuck yeah. That fucking was, um, great track. Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, yeah. And he released it on like a four-track EP. No album. Um, no album. And the same with Wu Tang as well. Wu Tang, it's not as good a song, is it, people say? Or, mm. But that was it. They released a single. Why? Why is this happening? I don't know. Well, Cut a Feeling by Jepson is one of the best songs in fucking years. Yeah. And it was for like, some animated French fucking film, apparently. Okay. And there's been three remixes of it. And then she had a song today with XCX, which is alright. But my year's been all yeah. about Terry Fold. I can't, I can't describe to you how many times I've listened to Terry Fold and it still makes me laugh. It's real funny. It's all right. <laughs> no, it's really funny. What I like about it is it's actually a legitimately good song and then the lyrics are just so stupid. It's not legitimately a good song. It is. It's a good song. Too. I like Chaos Chaos, though, as a band. No, but it's not. It makes me sad song. that their album's not out till next year because I want it and they said it was going to be this year. No, they've just had a load of EP. Well, I say a load. Two. <laughs> Two EP. But yeah. But I like both of those. So I'm excited for that next year. Do we want to do a mulled wine before we... I'll have a mulled wine. Roll on to a thing. Mulled wine break. Phil. Hello there. Which segment would you like to go on to next? I think we should do TV next, because I think this is the one you're going to hate the most when we start talking. <laughs> and we should end I up might on films. Have a nap. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, Phil, I am. What was your most disappointing telly biz of this year? <laughs> telly biz? Marvel's the Inhumans. I have not watched this because it looks like shit. It could not have disappointed me because I've never liked anything in human related in my entire life. Nor me, nor me. <laughs> and I only watched the first episode, so you know, maybe I can't judge. But it made it made the Defenders and Iron Fist look like Oscar material. I've not watched either of those. Um, <laughs> it, it was just garbage. It was absolute garbage the first episode it was I, I couldn't get through it let's have... drop a spoiler alert now just in case oh, yeah. if this is what you said Sam said it's not as bad as he actually okay I was just going to ask still... is the is the hair thing a thing like the is hair it thing real bad is a thing <laughs> um, but it yeah you Shaving it off her was the right idea because it just looked shit and it wasn't used. But and once they dropped the Inhumans from the cinema film schedule, they should have just drop the Inhumans. Yeah, and, and now after uh, yesterday's news, they're definitely going to, aren't they? Yeah. Let's face it. I don't understand why the Inhumans have ever been a thing in the comics. I feel like I because feel like we've a got bit, a bit part characters in space, and then once Marvel didn't have X-Men watching the film, they went, fuck mutants then. Oh. But they did not want, they obviously couldn't, like they did with Fantastic Four comics, you can't stop making X-Men comics for a short period of time because people will really kick off. So X-Men were pushed into their own kind of stories and haven't mixed much since Avengers of the X-Men, whereas the Inhumans are the big, like, yeah. the new yeah, what I was, That's what why I was going to... What I meant there, though, was like, in the comics originally, I don't get why there was ever a thing that was just not 
Like, because the mutants are already a thing, I don't... Why do well, we ever need... They, they predate X-Men. And oh, okay. And probably like Jack Kirby space yeah. shit on the moon. But they weren't in there for long. She's called Blackagar Boltagon. Blackagar Boltagon. Yeah, I cannot, that's just... I just that's can't. Jack um, Stanley <sighs> is best, isn't it? Not only has he got the same initials like every other fucking character. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, but no, it, the, the show's just... The acting's awful, the graphics are awful, the colour balance is awful. The plot was just horrendous. Is the dog any good? <gasps> Lockjaw. He's not in it for much, but it's not the worst CGI. Yeah, it's not the worst worst CGI. They got Karnak's powers completely wrong, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to bother watching this ever. I don't think. But, yeah, it, I, I I dislike Defenders because it had the worst parts of Iron Ma- Iron Fist and the worst parts of Daredevil, <laughs> and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage were irrelevant. They, right. they could have, you could have taken the two of those out and the story would have made blood set. It was just a Daredevil and Iron Fist team-up that they happened to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, but De- you know, uh, Defenders made Iron Fist look good, and then Inhumans makes both of them look great. Because Sam contacted me and he was like, Stace, should we do a podcast special about the Inhumans? And I was like, but that means I have to watch it, and I don't want to. <laughs> Did Sam just, go and see the first episode in IMAX? Yeah, he did. The, the weekend we were doing uh, ice, Birmingham ice. Comic con thing thingamajig, wasn't it? And he was not that impressed at the time, but he still watched ice, the rest. Sammy. Yeah. What was your most disappointing TV um, experience of the year? My most disappointing TV experience of the year was Making History. I don't remember what this was. was I'm sure I watched it. a situational it. comedic show starring Adam Pally. John Gambling and uh, Langton Meester. Yes, I remember it. He now. had a bag that he could get in in travelling time. Okay. Right. <laughs> but I was like, I don't care at the premise. Adam That's Pally. Adam Pally and John Gambling. Yeah. It was fucking terrible. Like, really unfunny. I never laughed once at the four episodes I watched, and I think it got cancelled after five, and then it didn't air the rest. <laughs> Happy Endings was, is sorely missed to this day because Adam Pally has found nothing genuinely good to be in since. No, I didn't even like him in the Mindy Project that no, much. He was, like... But he was the best thing in it. Yeah. When he left, it went downhill. Yeah. And I can't remember what else he was fucking in. But there's a couple of film parts he's been in that were alright, like in um, Search Party, where they lose what's his face? Shit, yeah. Tommy Middleditch. And like, he's in. Oh, the Josh film well, Search Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And he's in Joshy, isn't he? Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but in TV, no, it's it was garbage. And again, I, I like Pally and Gimbling, um, so that was set. Mm. Mm. Well, my most disappointing TV experience of the year uh, was Riverdale, and the reason I pick that is because I actually had high expectations of this because I've never really been into like Archie comics and stuff before, so it was like a fairly fresh and exciting thing for me to like. Ooh, this is something new I can get into, and I wouldn't have like loads of continuity in my brain to like pick it apart with and stuff. I was enjoying the fairly recent rebooty comics up to a thing that happened recently that made me want to smack the writer in the face. And I'm really enjoying Jughead still. So I thought, oh, this is going to be great. And then we watched the first episode and it was 100% not for me. It was... It's more CW than the it's CW very CW. you watch and get annoyed with. Yeah, yeah it's, very, it's very dark. It's badly acted. It's... The scripts were te- like the dialogue was just bad. It was like Archie gets raped by his teacher in it. Yeah, that there's a there's raped. a disgusting. Yeah, that's that's all terrible. They erased Jughead's asexuality. They uh, gay baited because he never has been until very recently in the book. That was a really good opportunity for representation there, though. Not on the CW, because everybody has to have a romantic interest. Well, yeah, I was going to say he's like boning Betty now, isn't he, or something? I have no idea. Um, 
But like, even in Supergirl, they've brought in another Martian so John Jones can have someone. Like it's yeah. it's the way it's going to be on that channel. It was um it was one of those things where I was watching it and the whole way through, like they had a big gay kiss for no reason with Betty and Veronica just because they wanted to have two girls kissing on the telly. Like, oh, isn't that exciting? It's like, well, not really. Like, gay people have existed for a while. It's not that that much of a novelty anymore. Calm down. Um, Some people gay kiss get over it. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, it's just so bad. Like, everything about it is bad. And there wasn't anything that made me want to carry on watching it. So after that first episode, I just fucked it off forever and I was a bit sad about it. So I wanted it to be good. But it, it's done surprisingly well. It's found its, its, yeah. its OC audience, hasn't it? And yeah, it's on but it's... every Netflix in the world sort of thing. And... Yeah. Yeah, it's just not me. It's not, I'm not its target. I think you're too old for the I think I might be. Too asexual. Phil, what's your number five? <laughs> Telly watching program. So my number my five phone. is 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 partially because I know neither of you repeats it. It's partially to piss you both off. Um, it's Blood Drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we discussed this like six months ago, um, but I, so uh, for those who didn't listen to me uh, roll roll on and on about it then, um, it's a kind of Mad Max dystopian future ish where. Lots of sand punks do shit, and <laughs> they have to race race cars that are fueled on blood to win a prize. And their prize is the same tune. They're like blood drive. No, 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 no. no. Um, it's a sci-fi original, so kind of think Sharknado in TV form. But, but it was just, it was just pulpy, stupid fun. Um, there's a point where because it stars a cop. Who turns Kevin Bacon? No, oh. no. There are cars and there are cops, but there's no bacon. There's, there's it's outside. Is there any six degrees. good mustaches? No, no. Oh. There's no kids either, which is a bless that's a bonus. bonus. Well, I was gonna say, yeah. That is so one cop kind of goes on the run and, and becomes this driver, but obviously there's romantic in, interest. The other one gets injured and gets turned into like a cyborg, who then hunts him down, who then fucks a robot cyborg. <laughs> who then gains feelings from him, and it's just stupid. It's just absolute stupid. And Are you like okay, a, Phil? A ringmaster who wears a top hat and eye like eyeliner. And it's just it's just, it's just, just stupid, over-the-top ridiculousness. It and I love awful. it, because it doesn't, it doesn't take itself seriously, and it's just bollocks that you can scroll through Twitter while you watch. I'd do that anyway. Yeah, on stuff you really like, which is weird. I and then go, I don't see what happened in No, there. I know what happens. Sure. So yeah, fun and games and gore and blood. blood drive. Yeah. Blood drive. Hang time. <laughs> so who's next? Rich, number five. Uh, number five is Mr. Mercedes, which is an ad- adaptation of the Stephen King book, Mr. Mercedes. Did you watch any of it? I saw like two episodes okay. and I didn't understand them because it's... there were only two of them. Okay, Brendan Gleeson plays... Irish McPotato. This is my number four. Okay. That's handy. Yeah. <laughs> Renny Gleeson plays a cop who many years ago a bloke played a Mercedes into a group of people outside a jobs fair and he never sold it. And then he's retired now and things start. And it, the first episode is really brutal. You see a baby getting run over in a sleeping bag. It's oh, jeez. horrible. Yeah. Um, well, it's not the, well, it see. is the worst part, but there's a worse part. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a lot worse later on. <laughs> but even that first, the first episode is the only one that has a viewer. Caution at the beginning, isn't it? Yeah, and then there's some worse stuff throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, and he retires, and then this the, the killer was dubbed Mr. Mercedes by the press, 
um, start getting in contact with him through weird means, and so we have to start trying to actually solve the case. I saw a car blow up. That's the part I saw. Spoilers. Oh, okay, that's like the second to last. Or, yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying not to go any further than that. It's oh, um, unrelated. It's not a Mercedes. So. Nobody knows what I'm on about. Um, it's fine. Also, I dropped a spoiler alert at the start this of this book section. Was not a good book. Okay, oh. um, it was very cheesy, um, uh, and they haven't really changed the plot much, but they've kept. A lot of shit tighter. They've written the characters better. And um, it's Brendan Gleeson. He, yeah, I think he that's probably good. my main reason it, it's in my top five. It could, so it could have been shit if they'd have made him do an American accent, yeah. but they didn't. And they didn't even try to explain him being no, Irish. No, they no, no. Brendan, go for it. You don't have to explain him being Irish. He's just Irish Some shows do, don't they? Yeah, but uh, he, don't he's, have to. he's great in it. The, the killer yeah. is also believably creepy. Oh, God, yeah. It's not one of them where you keep getting who it is. I, I really want to say the part that creeped me out the most. Go on. It's where his mum starts tossing him off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what's that about? I forgot about That's that. That's episode one. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, that... that. That's unhinged, and it's it, yeah. well, that's very Stephen King, though. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. But it's like, you, you, and he plays the psychopath He's really well. Got issues around sex, hasn't he, Stephen King? I think he. Break. I think all that cocaine makes him think everyone that's a bit weird has to have sex with them, their parents or have been raped as a kid. It's weird, isn't it? He's got very other, you know. There's going to be the second series will be based on Hollander's Keepers, which is the second book about the same cop. I assume it'll still be called Mr. Mercedes season yeah. two, even though they won't be Mercedes. Yeah, kind of stuck with that. Yeah, but it's really, it, it, yeah, it is. It keeps you guessing. I mean, yeah. I knew what was going to happen because I read the book, but it, it, it would keep you guessing. And it, it's brutal and fucking weird and horrible. Mm. And it's a proper thriller horror show for mm. the current yeah. climate. A lot of kind of cop detective shows these days rely on like gun chases and yeah. stuff and that. And there's, there's none of that. And I, I, there's no action scene. Yeah, really and he's not for the better. a detective. He's, he's not a renegade cop kind of thing, but it, it, it really worked. And I like, is it Mary... Parker, whatever her name is. Yeah, out of weeds. weeds. Yeah, she's in red. She's good, yeah. I actually was in red. That film was garbage. I've not seen it. I quite like it. You have. I haven't. You have. I, I quite like just Helen Mirren with a big fuck off machine gun. <laughs> yeah, she didn't definitely. Use the same accent as Fast Eight, though, did she? That well, thank you, been. fucking cunts. <laughs> oh, mum. <laughs> so, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mercedes. Mercedes. So cool. we ruined film number four. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I was about to do an honor- I was about to do an honourable mention, and then thought, oh no, what if that's one of your guys's? So I won't. So instead, I'll just tell him one number four. Yeah, good to go. Which is uh, the tick. Yep, I only watched the pilot, and I did not care. I didn't know how to count this because the pilot technically came out last year in Amazon's like oh, pilot season it's a thing. Pilot, pilot count. Yeah, exactly. The rest of the series came out this year. Whilst it is decidedly not really very the tick in the sense that it's not as funny or as bizarre as the previous like is comics the tick and, in it? but yeah the tick is definitely in it but the reason it made my number five even though it's not very tickish is that it's actually a really good story <laughs> so if you kind of forget not forget but like kind of put to the back of your mind like the animated series and the um paddy warbucks uh live action one yeah, it's just really good. Like, I got to the end of the series and I was like, oh, oh, I want to know what happens next. the end of the series. Well, the end of the first half of series one. Well, there you go. Yeah. I got to the end of what is out now, currently. And, um, yeah, I was very intrigued as to where it was going. And I think that's the sign of a good story is that, you you know, you want to watch the next few episodes. Is it mostly about Arthur? It is mostly about Arthur. And I really like the guy who plays Arthur, who uh, I believe is called Griffin Newman. 
Griffin Newman from the Blank Check podcast. There you go. Hashtag the two friends, Griffin and David. Yeah, I need to start listening to that because you were listening to it in bed the other day and I thought it was quite good. Okay. Is Peter Serafin a witch good? Yes, he's very good. Um, they changed the suit slightly as well between the pilot and episode two, which is good because I did not like the suit right. in the pilot. It was too sky blue and weirdly wrinkly. Okay. Um, but it's yeah they've they've darkened it a bit, smoothed it out a bit, and he is really funny. The way he delivers lines is fantastic. Like he's got spot on like comedy timing, and his voice is amazing. I could listen to him talk like all day, pretty much. That's a joke from is that Black Books. I don't know. I haven't watched Black Isn't Books. Isn't he the um the voice of the weather forecaster on radio? Black too? Books. It rings a bell. Yeah. Dwayne Bender in space. Yeah. Dwayne Bender. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, but that's basically the same. Yeah, yeah, and the the effects are actually really good too because that was one of the things that was potentially going to put me off. I'm a bit of a stickler for effects, and there's like a quite a long extended sequence of like Arthur flying and losing control and stuff, and it looks pretty good. So Manuel in it? No, oh. Jackie or Haley's in it, and he's actually quite good. I say actually, like I'm, I've what ever I've only seen him. Uh, well, he's the villain. He's one of the villains. Um, <laughs> he's not the main one, though. He's not in it very much, but he is really good. Um, everybody in it is really good, and it's um, yeah, it's like I say, it's not as funny as I feel like the tick should be, but it's still very funny and really interesting and good. It's like a like a corporate superhero mystery fun time. Bonanza. Yeah. Fun time. Cool. George Bonanza. Phil, I am. We know you're number four, don't yep. we? Yeah, so Do you have any more words to say about it? No, no, no. no? Uh, number four is Big Little Lies. Oh, I do not know what that... Oh, I watched an episode of that. I've just remembered. <laughs> Nicole Kidman, Rishi yeah. Smith, Reese Witherspoon, uh, Charlene Woodley. And that would be a different thing. Alexander Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Skarsgård, Skarsgård. Yeah. Based on a book by someone called Leanne Moriarty. And I don't believe anyone's real surname is Moriarty. <laughs> Um, it's very soap opery melodrama for me, but I really liked it. It did help that Paul Rudd's in it. Not Paul Rudd, I'm a liar. Adam wow. Scott. Oh, man. Adam Scott is. You had me all over excited then. Sorry. I was like, a thing I'm I can watch. Adam Scott. Yeah, Adam Scott's Paul better Rudd. than Paul Rudd. Yeah. I was thinking it's someone one of us little loves, and I realised it's the better one of the two. <laughs> yeah. How very dare you. <laughs> um, more attractive one. Too. Shut up. Yeah, it's. I'm what trying to that? think of what under the show I put this. Remember the first season of True Detective when you had. No. Alexander like, Daddario. No, I wish. Um, you had like these where you could tell that a crime had happened, but you know what the crime was. Oh, right. Back to people talking to police. Yes. It takes that. So you know something happened and the series is building up to what that is. Like the affair? Yeah, but less annoying. <laughs> like, less misleading. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it's that. Um, they've announced a series too, which I don't know how that will work. Um, but it, it's, I mean, never been like Reese Witherspoon's biggest fan, but she's a proper fucking actress. And obviously, Nicole Kidman and Charlene Woodley are great. And Skarsgård is a good fucking asshole, like he always mm-hmm. is. It was one of those that kind of came from nowhere. Yeah. And then, you know, Sky had it like the day after it was in America, obviously, because of Witherspoon and, and Kidman. I'm like, okay, right, I'm not the audience for this. I won't bother watching it. Kind I of thing, didn't think on what would be. And it was a literal, oh, I'll give it a go. And then I'm like, oh, I need to. See what fucking happens here. Right. Yeah, I, I don't want to say much more because then it will really give away what might happen. Fair enough. But the kid in it is the kid who plays young Sheldon. Shailene Woodley's son plays young Sheldon. So it means it's a series two. Well, I'll watch it now and look at that prick. <laughs> and I've only seen the poster for young Sheldon. Are any of us going to even try? I know none of us like like the Big Bang Theory. I watched anyway. the pilot. 
Oh, what was it? How bad? Because oh, like that's the thing is I'm morbidly intrigued. I know it's going to be. Is it bad? Is it really bad? It's bad, but it's. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, that's yeah. fair play. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's like. Did you ever watch Joey? Yeah, I watched oh, all two series of Joey. I watched half an episode of Joey and then fell asleep. Yeah, it was fun. It's, there wasn't much Kelly on in those days. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, true. That's, that's true. But it's, it's that level of. But it's worse. Oh no! But at least Joey was a likable guy. You're well, sure, um, yeah. You shouldn't have the shit kicked out of him. I mean, that's that's stay. Hello, uh, my number four. You, you all know how I'm a big fan of animation and that. No, never heard of it. What's that bit? <sighs> Should animation and that. Animation and that. that on? Uh, animation and that too. So time it's personal. What yeah. kind of animation and that one? Uh, just, just that. So anyway, shut up. Stop being distracting. Shut up. So yeah, Big Mouth. That's where I went with, which is uh, an animation Never heard of it. that yeah you Nick have. Kroll. You made me Netflix. watch it. Yeah, it's a Netflix thing. It's got Netflix. Nick Kroll and John Mulaney and 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 Jenny Slate and other people. Jason Manzukis, We love him. It's about kids going through puberty um, times. Which are kind of it. And then... And um, Rudolph, <laughs> she's in it. She's in it. Well, she's one of the big reasons that I really fell for this show because it's... Um, I was a bit scared about watching it because a lot of the people I know whose opinions I trust about animation were, like, full-on wanking over it like it's the greatest thing that's ever been we made. We started watching it because we went to a wedding of a friend of ours and the bride's drunk cousins who didn't hadn't saw the bride since they were two told us it was good. So we went home and watched it. Yeah, we did. I, I think the, the, like, the day it was released, I downloaded all, all of the episodes to my iPad and I still haven't watched it. Anyway. Oh. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a weird show to pitch to people because it's very... Um, if you were aware of like the Nick Kroll and Jason Manzoukas and John Mulaney and stuff, you'll know what kind of humour it is. It's kind of slightly vulgar, uh, slightly risque. John Mulaney's character has a quick wank. He's a 13-year-old boy, has a quick wank while they have a sleepover with his mates. That's the tone it's going for. Yeah. If you don't like that, you won't like any of I it. I think that's why I haven't watched it, because I can't really watch it out on public transport. Yeah, yeah no, it's, I wouldn't watch this on public transport. <laughs> if uh, It's kind of like how I can't read sex criminals on the bus. Yes. Um, <laughs> the thing that I really liked about it is one of the one of the ideas they have, which I enjoy, is their... They call them hormone monsters, yeah. don't they? So there's like two hormone monsters in it, which are basically like representations of people's thought processes when going through puberty and the craziness that ensues. And Maya Rudolph plays the girl's okay, hormone monster. And she's amazing. She's she does this like sort of like sexy like jazz singer kind of It's all that Maya Rudolph ever does. No, it is. It is. <laughs> She does normal voice or over the top cabaret style. Yeah, voice. it's um, it's um, it's it's. She's really funny. I prefer the gym teacher's um, hormone monster who's got like. Oh, like, he's like and dying, and, and he's just so gross. Yeah, it's um, it is it is a bit gross out, and it is. It's uh, very Rick and Morty the... with the fact that Nick Kroll does at least seventy percent of the voices. Of oh yeah, there's a lot of um. Yeah, there is a lot of that. But it is, it's just a really, it's, I thought it was really funny. Um, the animation is great. The opening sequence with, um, like a sort of slow jazz version of Changes. Oh, is that what it's called? That's what the song's oh, called, changes. isn't it? No, no, the, um, the Black Sabbath one, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. We're going through changes, it's isn't not, it? It's not the Kelly Osbourne. Or is it something else that has the I word change in it? Else. But I think I yeah I'm doubting myself now. <laughs> Help me out though. What is it? Find it out. He'll find it out anyway. So the open the animation in the opening sequence is really good, and the version of whatever song I'm <laughs> clearly not thinking of is also really good. Um, so what is the actual premise then? So the premise is it's just two 
two boys and two girls are going through puberty times. They're at school. Charles and Bradley changes. He, I think he sings in one of the episodes of Luke Cage, you know, in the is it? club. Right. I don't know. Just find it and, like, put it on so I can figure it out because I feel like it's going to annoy me. I think it's his song. Oh, I don't. I thought it was... It's definitely a cover. Anyway, yeah. So it's just about growing up and experiencing... Puberty. Puberty and changes and life. It's good. Good I liked it. It's a bit gross, but I like it. I've been there. Yeah. And uh, Jordan Peele plays the ghost of someone, like Benny King or something. I've forgotten. I've forgotten, yeah, but he does. But yeah, it's really funny. I would watch it, Phil, but don't don't watch it on the bus or the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Because there are a lot of there's a lot of talk of like masturbating and porn. It is a cover of a black saga film. There you go, fucking getting me. I know facts. I know facts. This is Hollywood facts. So, Phil, what is your number three? My number three, which is going to piss over Richard's chips at some point, is American Gods. My number two. Okay, so. I was going to have that as my most disappointing thing because I thought it was poo. You didn't even pay attention to it because you took no, it to get it. I paid attention to the first two episodes and went, meh, and stopped watching it because it's pants. Anyway, why did you love it, Phil? <laughs> it was good. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Finito. Let's go home. It was just, it was really well visualised, um, really well acted. It had love joy in it. <laughs> the story was good and it, 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 he didn't sell as many antiques or solve a crime because he didn't have tinker or whatever we, we did this last time <laughs> so the jokes that no one outside of England will get but no I just thought in, it, it was a really nice I, I, I haven't read the book right, and it was either. a really good self-contained story and it made sense and it didn't drag it on and it didn't have Andrew Lincoln going car and then nothing happening for six years. Um, <laughs> Someone's feeling a bit sore. Oh, it's, it's, but it didn't feel too out of place. No, it was, it was, it was great. I really had, don't know why you don't like it. Because Julian I Anderson feel, is Bowie. Okay, that that I enjoyed <laughs> quite a lot. Um, I feel like it was all talk and no trousers. It was very what? much like, cool, look at this cinematography and all this swish, stylish stuff I'm going to do. But then the story was like, I don't give a fuck. story was great. Yeah. yeah the story was yeah. better. And the, mm. the special effects were irrelevant, but to be fair. Yeah. So, stay so, paying attention to the story, which is on Twitter. <gasps> now, fuck off with graphics. that. I was paying attention, and it was you just are. boring. You are. I was. So, why is it your number two, then, Rich? Uh, because I thought it was better than the number three. Master Sight Mission is you, and I thought the acting in it is a guy from Hollyoaks. He's the yeah, main star. Yeah. Wicky Whittle. And I was like, oh, it's probably going to be shit. But as you said, it's got Luke Joy in it. It's got uh, Memory Brain in it. She is good. You know, it's got some good actors lined up. Gene Anderson, Chris Bingover. I can get on board with this. And then I was like, oh, fuck me. This Wicky Whittle's great as well. The story is brilliant. Like, it's halfway through the book where it, the first series kind of ends. But it's a perfect end to the story. Yeah, yeah. Like, that could be the whole thing. Ian McShane is great. I just can't... You know, if, he, if that was anybody else, it might not work. He's believable as what he is. And Peter Stormare is really good as well. Stormare, Stormare, the god of death. And obviously with his character, when he's, you know, at first he's kind of playful and, yeah. and, and you know, good. But then when he fucking flips and, yeah, he does that so well. well. I had someone at work who watched the whole series and then went, so, in McShane's the devil, you know. And I was like, oh, well, I'm doing you and paying attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is one of those things where you have to, you have to watch it. Watch yeah. It. You can't. It's not fluffy. Yeah, I, I can't watch it like I'd watch an episode of The Flash or... Uh, no, but I think, again, and that's one of the benefits of it being an Amazon Prime original 
HBO in America, isn't it? I think. Was it? Yeah. Okay. We keep it straight to Amazon Prime over here the day. Right, after. okay. But, so, okay. Well, HBO, that, that's kind of sets the scope, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's not a CW show, as we were saying earlier, kind of thing. Yeah, it doesn't, it never deviates from the storytelling as well. There's no, oh, these people do this for a bit, or no, there's no episodes of just feeling nonsense to get an extra episode in. It's like, what? Here's something's happened. This is what happens next. And it, that's continued, which I fucking appreciate mini series doing that as well. The same with Big Little Eyes, just as well. It's like, here's a story. We're going to tell you that story. And it doesn't have to be 13 episodes. It doesn't have to be... Mid-season break. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's eight, nine weeks in a row. And then, bye. Which is good. Good times. That's my number two. So my number three is going to piss on your trip. Why? Legion. You shitbag. <laughs> What's that? My number one. <laughs> <laughs> We can leave that then and talk about it in number one. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh thanks. So, just one number, so my three and two are done. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're number three. Yep. My number three was Runaways. Okay. Um, it, it's, I don't think it's... Is it technically finished? Though? There's more, no. isn't there? Yeah. yeah. But, just, but we're up to date. Of the episodes that we've watched, I think this is fucking great. I, I really like the... I've only seen the first four. Okay. I really like it, but for me, it can't make my top five because it's too close to the comics, and I know exactly what's happening. See, yes. now, <laughs> I have not read... Well, I tell a lie, I read maybe three Runaways comics about five years ago. Don't remember them at I, all. I can't remember them that well. I haven't read the new ones they've yet. They've changed Molly. Yeah. yeah. She, I mean, the people are the same. The characteristics yeah. and the personality are the same. She's not normally good sister, is she? No. That's no. okay. She's okay. older, and she's a different race, and... and yeah. 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 But in I, essence, yeah, I know what you mean. It's But I, I think because I know what the twist is, I know what the characters are going to do, I know what the storyline's going, I can't enjoy it as much. But yeah. it's great. Same with, um, I know there's only two episodes, so sorry, I'm hijacking. That's all right. Um, have you seen Happy at all? Not yet. No. So there's only the first two episodes out, and it's based on the um, Mark Miller, Grant Morrison Grant and Derek Robertson comic. And that is, it's almost a literal straight page page. Oh, wow. again, And that's fucking great as well. But again, I know exactly what the story is. Yeah, but I mean the, th- the thing for me with Runaways because I don't, I don't really know anything about. All I knew about it going in was kids, a bunch of kids that may or may not be super find out that their parents are technically villains. <laughs> that is all I know. So the thing I like the most, well, appreciated the most about it is that all the like teen actors are actually good. Yeah, because I tend to find like. Kids and teens can be a bit on the ropey side because they haven't got, you know, years of experience behind them or whatever. But there is not one person in this that I think drops the ball, which interested me because I was a bit concerned about James Masters because I think he's a hammy bastard. But he was he's really good in it. Yeah, I think he's the worst of the lot. Um, I don't know if I would... he's still got that fucking haircut and he still pulls oh, that face. His haircut is ludicrous. Yeah. But... Yeah, I think everybody in it is great. The writing in it has been fantastic so far. I'm really jealous of Gert's hair. Like, super jealous of Gert. I'm just jealous of Gert. She's kind of great. I'm jealous um, of the thing you say. I forgot it's no, Alex's hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's some great casting. And there's yeah. an image where I think the promo poster for it was um, a riff on one of the, the trade paperback covers. And it's, mm. it's yeah, yeah. done that so well. There's a dinosaur in it. I love dinosaurs. Dinosaurs make everything better. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaurs are terrible books. It's not terrible. Really? It fell off a cliff a little bit, though. I stopped reading it recently. No, but yeah, I, it, this probably would be my top 10 if, I, if I'd done one. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I can't fully commit to it because I know what's going to happen in one yeah. way. 
But I also like that that's happening. That yeah. they've just gone, you know what, this is a story. This is the origin of these people. Oh, I'm so excited now. <laughs> they're they're go. Jeff Loeb said they're going to, they, you know, they're going to be surprised they're going to change stuff up. And they've still got Brian K. Vaughan on mm. as a yeah. consultant or something, whatever, because technically he can't work Marvel or. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the original, because it's split over two volumes, his work. So I think it's about 24 issues, maybe. But it was oh, like it's not very long. No, know, and, and yeah, it's, it's one of the greatest runs of comics I've ever read. Oh, kind of I need to back read this. After Civil War, yeah. Didn't yeah, and then they had some other people. They had Joss they Whedon do it, which went off of Avengers. Well, yeah. Haven't they? Avengers, not long restarted it. It's not a restart though. It's a new volume. But yeah, it's like a full-on sequel. They're all older and yeah, and stuff. And it's Rainbow Rowell, who I'm not familiar with. Um, it's all right. Chris Anchor. I love Chris Anchor. Yeah, it, it's. It's great. The, the, the art is great. Yeah. But there's a story so far on my... I just think it's going to make me stop reading these, but it's not something I'd go, oh, one of the out this week. Yeah. But that's... No, yeah, I think you're saying it's two trade paperbacks, I think, the... the yeah. The I need to get those and read them then, I think. But it just came from nowhere and it was under the radar for so long but it was like the first original thing Marvel done for years yeah. that wasn't connected to anything. It's, it's a no, great idea as well, isn't it, that concept? Like, why, how's that not been a thing in anything before like it's a it's a really good idea i really like the um the soundtrack to it as well like the um the scoring is really good it's got like sort of hints of like the sort of stranger things like synthy but also like stringy times <laughs> yeah i'm not good at describing music just go and listen to it right or just go and watch the tv show because it's good there you go phil phil number two Doss. Mindhunter. I have not watched this. Sounds like so a show I'll beg watches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mindhunter versus Kick Puncher. Oh, I'd probably enjoy that more. That'd be my number one. <laughs> well, no. Do it on So it's a Netflix thing. Um, David Fincher is on board. I think he's his executive producer. He directed the first episode. Um, and it's it's kind of not semi-biographical. Um, based on true events more than a few stories. Yeah, true events. And, and it's basically about, it's set in the, I can't remember what the setting is or what year it is, but it's around sort of the Charles Manson. It's 2017 and we're in our kitchen. <laughs> yeah, that's not my number two. That's my number <laughs> 2017. Um, so it's about a an FBI agent mm-hmm. who's looking at behavioural science and the mind of psychopaths and, and criminals and murderers and serial killers. Sounds cheery. And it's where the term, it's it's about the guy who was the inspiration for Jack Crawford in the mm. Science of the Land books. Okay. Um, and it's where they, they, they get the term serial killer from. Um, and it's very wordy. It's very wordy. <laughs> um, and not much actually happens, but it's quite. It's not for me. It's quite intense. <laughs> it captures your attention throughout. Um, is it? Sorry to put in. No. When you say not a lot of like happens, is it not a lot happens like the films Rich likes, or is it not a lot happens like Fuck Hannibal, you. which I liked? You know, like is it wordy and and slow like Hannibal? In between, good. Two. Okay. In between, two. there's a lot of a lot of the two main FBI agents talking, um, interviewing murderers, spending time on planes or mm. in the office typing stuff up. But it, it's kind of almost like <laughs> I, I didn't get into that how to you know how making a murder or whatever kind of mm. thing. Um, so obviously this is more fictional. I say it's based on true events, but it's 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 quite an intense, intriguing. Mm. Thing. Is it very psychological? Because yes, I do like a good psychology. Yes, but it, it, it dips two feet into the pool of psychology. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> halfway through it brings in um, what's it, Anna Torv, who was in Fringe. Right. So she comes in as an expert and she joins the team and plays off them. And then towards the end, there's not a twist, not an MK, M. Night Shyamalan thing, but there's an unexpected it was development Earth. all along. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> yeah, so I, I definitely would recommend that, but maybe to Rich and not you. <laughs> well, that's rude. You just said you didn't like American Gods, right, because it had got stuff happening and not enough talking so you should love Mindhunter technically no I, what you said there's no story it was just stuff happening no, I, no that's not what I meant what I meant was is that it was very sort of like it thought it was better than it was it was very stylized and thought it was yeah, doing a lot of things mm. and uh, and it wasn't really anyway I think you smell the shit but, uh, it's not Mindhorn it's Mindhunter so you've done your number two was two. American Girl. Yeah, so my two is uh, another animation, and it's the uh, the rebooted DuckTales. A woohoo. Oh my god, so good. Like, I just, right. I can't even describe to people how good it is because it's just that good. If Dewey wasn't in it, would you care? Yeah, no, I think it's amazing. The voice casting is probably some of the most perfect. That... No. Shut up. What? I know, I disagree. Who do you think Bobby Moynihan is just Bobby Moynihan. No, nobody's great. I love Bobby. I like Bobby Moynihan. I think he's adorable. Um, so, yeah, um, David Tennant plays Scrooge McDuck. Like, that's just great. So great. Does he do it with a Scottish accent? Yes. Okay. Very Scottish. It's kind of just like, acting a bit older, I think. Super Scottish. So is that racist? Is it saying Scottish <laughs> people type about money and stuff? But he's called McDuck. Yeah. And then Huey, Dewey and Louie are Ben Schwartz, Danny Pudi and Bobby Moynihan. Three people, what I love a lot. Uh, ben Schwartz is possibly like my favourite thing right now. You know, Bobby Moynihan and Piece of Toast never got on that A Piece of Toast. <laughs> why, why Ben Schwartz? Why is he um, Because he's really, really funny. He's got amazing hair and a beautiful face and everything he does just makes me smile. Okay. Like, you could almost see, like, hear how much fun he's having when he's doing voice acting. You've also never really watched Parks and Rec, so you don't know how annoying he is. <laughs> but I think that's yeah, that's true. No, but sometimes you are like, fuck off. To his oh. sister, yeah. He was better. He I, was better. I adore him. The art style, I don't really know how to describe it because it's very similar to the original, but like modernised a bit. Um, it's it's very like slick, smooth animation. It's really nice. The colours are a bit muted, but I like that quite a lot about it because it has a sort of like old school like adventure kind of feel, which is basically what it is. And it is really funny. Paul like, F. Tompkins is in an episode. Paul F. Tompkins is oh, in an wow. episode as a duck who's in a waistcoat. He's like the tits. He's screwed <laughs> wearing a waistcoat. No, he wears like a like a red, yeah, red coat thing, isn't it? Just like a full isn't coat. It, blue? it was blue in the original. It's, yeah, it's red in this. Is it? Yeah. Against blue coats. It's the right side of Manchester. But it's fantastic. It's it's, uh, it, I think it's better than the original. And come at me. I don't care. No, I genuinely adore DuckTales. And I like quite recently watched the DuckTales movie oh, at my sister's fine, house. And I, I think it's great good. still. Um, every episode is the same. It's like every episode of Turtle Ends with Shredder falling backwards into the Technodrome. Yeah. Right. Oh, I fell into Dimension X again. <laughs> Have a little cry. But yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. And um, I love it. I don't yeah. want it to ever end. 
Also, the last episode, which I thought was probably the well, the last episode we watched that I thought was one of the best ones, was partially written by Noelle Stevenson, who has just been announced to be showrunning a new She-Ra, uh, which is making me uh, do all of the excite. Imagine watching She-Ra. You both just put your head in your hands, and now I hate you both. Oh, that wasn't related. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was that episode? The one with the main team. Oh, I wasn't a fan of it. Oh, I loved it. Come to it. Yeah. Okay. No, it was, it was snowy and there were time portals. It was very lumberjanesy actually, time which portals. I really liked. Portals. Uh, oh, this is very like mystical. It's got magic in it. Oh yeah, okay. But it always has up time. Has it got launch pad McQuack? Yes, yeah, and he's right, great. Yeah. I like Brooke Bennett, but no, it's not Bennett. I don't know. I've, I've forgotten. I didn't write that one down. But SNL <laughs> cast member. He's in the. Um, he's really good. David S. Pumpkin sketch in the lift. Oh, okay. Does that Brooke mean Bennett, they can reboot Tailspin? I well, according do. to the original Launchpad McQuack, they weren't in the same universe, so it was two different Launchpad McQuack. Actually, Isn't pretty. that a great name? The sex belongs, we love that. Launchpad McQuack. Anywho, that was my number two. I think we should go into your number one. Yes. Did we... Why have we not done... Because we've already mentioned it's Legion. Oh, yeah. Because it's Rich's number three. Okay. And mine and Phil's number one is the same. Oh, that's Guaranteed. why. Okay. You were putting me off because I thought, no, but it's Phil's, it's Phil's turn. Yes, so Legion. I, I think we all liked Legion. I yes, was taken by yes. surprise with Legion because I don't like the X Men very much at all, uh, or X related things in general. X, um, you except you know Deadpool because that's that's X Men adjacent, isn't I it? I also <laughs> thought the book Legion was so far up its own arse. I've never read it. it I, I enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, it's not based on any of that, is it? It's no, which but it could have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sum up my enjoyment of Legion in one sort of visual from the show, which is Aubrey Plaza in a suit, and there you go, I'm not jumped on. Aubrey Plaza cut in half in a wall. No, although that was pretty spectacular. Dan Stevens is great. Right? He's he really he great. In Beauty and the Beast, and I'm never going to watch that, but everything Mate. else I've seen Dan Stevens in is fucking great. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought this was, it was uh, weird enough... To keep you guessing, but not to keep not to make you frustrated. Because I get frustrated no. easily because I'm dumb when I'm watching telly. <laughs> yeah, don't watch mine, <laughs> um, do you watch podcasts? The thing is, no. The, the weird thing with me, I don't understand how my own brain works. Because sometimes I'll watch stuff and I'll get it instantly, and people will be like, "But that show's really confusing." But then I'll watch something that's not that confusing and be like, "I don't get it." It's the <laughs> so weird. Problem people claim Inception makes no sense, but I might like, just, just sense. watch it. Yeah. yeah. Just literally just watch every scene. It's the same with Legion. If you miss, you could miss 30 seconds and really fuck up three episodes. Yeah. Because they'll say one little thing. But it entirely makes sense in its own internal logic. Yeah. Um, I think I, I, I enjoyed it, but it didn't make top, my top five because there was a lull around yeah. the middle. The problem with being an FX show, I reckon, is, or might have been on Fox, the fact that it had 13 episodes and they had a few episodes that were... Oh, let's just pad it out a bit. It, yeah, it probably could have been with like an story. eight to ten, maybe. Yeah. yeah. No, there, there was. I think there was one episode where I think I text Phil and I was like, "If they don't start answering some fucking questions soon, I'm a deck someone." Yeah. And then the next episode answered every single one of the questions, but then the final episode asked a whole load more. Yeah, but that <laughs> yeah. was that was a very much a let's see what happens next. I mean, yeah. Obviously, the post credit bit as well. Yeah, what the chuff? But I thought it was great. It was um, it was a bit sort of similar to American Gods in the sense of like the cinematography is a bit. You know, bizarre, and it's quite stylish and different oh, very, to very, look at. Yeah. And you're, um, ne- you're never entirely sure what's real. Yeah, if this is happening. really happening, if this is a flashback, or if this is a dream, or if this is someone making someone see this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it, it's less like American Gods and more like something we'll talk yes. about later. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, I thought I thought everybody in it was great. I don't think anybody like dropped the ball or Jermaine anything. Jermaine Clement's in it. Jermaine Clement is in it, and I would like to just stare at that man forever. He's a beautiful man. What I the one thing that stopped it being higher on my list, and it's pretty high, um, apart from the, the weird London middle, is uh, I'm not entirely sure it knows where it's going for a series two. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it expected to get a second season. No. <laughs> And mm. so that ending is like, ooh, but then you go, ooh, are they going to, I'm back. I mean, I could be proved wrong, and then series mm. two absolutely fucking nails it. I hope so. I will, yeah. yeah. But it's not a show I want to go on for 10 years. It's, if it had ended after one, I'd have been, oh, but I'd have been okay with it. Like, I, mm. I, it's that kind of, mm. of, yeah. of thing. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to series two. And I, I, apparently, they never told Dan Stevens' character, uh, Dan Stevens, mm what his character knew or who the other people were necessarily yeah. in relation to him. So he was genuinely confused as to how he should, like, is this my mom? Is this just some random strength? Like, Good. And it works really well. Because yeah. then, as the series goes on, the actor gets to know what the, who these people are, like, as the character is, mm. and, and things like that, and who he can trust, and that and that was a very good choice. And apparently, Aubrey Platt's character was written as an old man. Yeah. And then oh. when she got the part, she made sure they didn't change anything about the script. Brilliant. That is brilliant. Yeah, no, I, yeah, she was. She stole that show. Like, as much as I said everybody was great in it, she uh, was like, I, I, Before it come out, people were saying that. And then, spoilers, she dies in the first 20 minutes. I was <laughs> yeah. like, Fuck, hey, man. Yeah, <laughs> I genuinely died. Like, okay. But then it made, it, yeah, they don't bring her back to life, but it entirely makes sense how, yeah. how that yeah. character's back and in. And it, it fits mm-hmm. in with the. The, the original books, yeah. the you know, Clement, it's, it's, by Noah Pauly and showrunner who done the Fargo series, which are two of the best things. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. But like as you, as you touched on earlier, the kind of X Men stuff. Have you seen the Gifted? No. no. <laughs> so that was kind of disappointing, and it's because it's done by the guy that did Burn Notice, which I, I quite enjoyed. Um, it's a very different tone than I'd expect for a yeah, a, yeah. A but it's it kind of it kind of tries to straddle between the FX. Uh, line of Legion and kind of being family entertainment, not family entertainment, but yeah. more commercial. Is it based on any and particular thing? No, <laughs> it's like there'll be a bit, but it's like 10 minutes are good and 10 minutes are terrible, and 10 minutes are good and 10 minutes are terrible. And then towards the end, they're kind of like shoehorning in so many like X Men references and characters and kind of stuff to try and get people interested. Um, and the worst part is that the, the, the actors are wasted, kind of thing. So I don't see that getting a second well, season. The, the, the main parents is Amy Acker and uh, Stephen. Stephen. Play of True Blood. Yeah. I do no. I like him. I like very quite everything with you. Got a nice um, face, bless you. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're people who I've normally thought are good in stuff, so that that's a shame. But I don't think there's any. They're not the focus. Of, well, I suppose they are. The, the kids are the focus of it, but because they're human, they can't really carry it. And yeah, so that's like I kind of expected Legion to be the worst of the two, but. It was fucking stunning, and as you say, like on the psychological side of it as well. Yeah, very much. I remember so. when the trailer for Legion came out, and people were raving over it, but I thought this could just fuck everything up. Like it's trying too hard to be clever, it's trying too hard to be weird, and yeah. that. And then the first mm. episode, I was like, oh no, no, he's everything. They nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So, do you guys just want to ramble about? So the best show ever made is Twin Peaks: The Return. <laughs> yes. It's the best movie, Hello. according to some people, who have done top ten films in critics' <laughs> lists this year. They've gone, well, David Lynch said it's a 16-hour film. Fuck off. It's not a film. It has endings. That's why the fucking band play. But anyway, 
when this was announced two, three years ago, and it was supposed to start in 2016, wasn't it, for 25 years after he said he'd be back? Yeah. I had visions of what I thought it might be, what I wanted, and it was absolutely 100% the opposite of everything I oh, could gotcha. ever imagine this story would be. Yeah. And it was all the better for it. It is 100% pure Lynch as directed by Lynch <laughs> and slightly, slightly guided by Frost at times. Can I ask a question? What's interesting about watching like a 25 minute explosion? What isn't? Everything. It's not... (laughs) I don't get that. So, episode eight. None of the episodes have titles. They didn't in the original either, really. Episode eight is a ten-minute episode of of Twin Peaks. Yeah. Followed by Nine Inch Nails. And and then Nine Inch Nails play the end song, and then it's 45 minutes of the atom bomb exploding in the 50s and the 40s, and evil that comes from it. See, this is the thing, right? I keep talking, because people at and work... It's a six-minute bit of just noise while the yeah. bomb explodes. Yeah. yeah. I, say, noise. I say I say, people, I mean Adj. Adrian at work keeps telling me that I ought to watch Twin Peaks because he says it's great and it's You've watched most of the series best. one. I haven't watched most of it. You have. No, because you kept watching episodes without me no. and then I didn't get it. No, I, that's absolutely no, true. I, I, Don't I, fight me on no, this. I that's think true. you thought you'd missed episodes, but that's <laughs> how Twin Peaks is. Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> no, there were definitely times when I was like in the shower and you just put one on. No, that was when I got series. Series one's not very long. It's When I got series two, I realised you didn't care, so I was going and watching it again. Well, either, whichever thing happened. Like, I genuinely can't understand the idea of watching like noise and and explosion yeah but 10 minutes out of 16 hours yeah but still like things like that happen all the time like no not exactly like that but just weird like completely like irrelevant thing like what how was that relevant to the rest of the series like what because that's the birth of Bob. That's the birth of Bob and the birth of the good that comes out in, um, well, various people. So, like, do you ever find More out? Because, like, like a D, bro, I haven't really watched most of Series 1 or any of 2 or that Fire Walk With Me or whatever it's called. And um, I decided to just watch Episode 1 of this. Like, I might understand it at all and I fucking haven't a clue. Did you ever find out what happened to the guy in, with the box? I'm assuming that was Cooper. Was Come that? back in the box. And, but why yeah. did those two people do a dead and why was he, like, blurry and killing them? Because he was coming back from the, the lodge. Oh, no, I still don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to get it. So but I'm it, never going to try. I think one of my favourite things in you know, looking back is the fact that it had two final episodes. Yeah. There was the Mark Frost final episode, which kind of tied a lot of stuff up with a nice Some bow. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some stuff in a nice bow and gave all the little individual characters their, their individual ending. And then there was a second yeah. final episode that was... Lynch episode. 20 minutes of driving in silence or, yeah. or something. See, what? That. What? Why? And Michael Sarah was in it for a bit and that upset me because he was right. weird I as balls. I genuinely think that was the low point of all yeah. three series yeah. in the film. Yeah. But some people think it's the best point of what all three series. What was the voice he was doing? I don't know. Whatever he wanted to do. I don't understand Whatever he wanted to do. I just remember when that episode was on and I think PFT was tweeting going, oh, I dreamed of Twin Peaks when people talked to each other. And then Michael Sears captured he went, oh, I remember the silence. <laughs> it was glorious. And I was like, yeah, that, I, I don't know what that was about. That was a weird one. So if you've not watched it, but you knew what Twin Peaks was, um, it is 25 years later and some people still live in Twin Peaks. Yeah, some stuff's yeah. happening. Audrey might be insane in an asylum and dreaming the music at the end because that's why stuff that happens in the bar doesn't really tie up to what's happening with Dougie Cooper or Cooper, you know, Dougie slash Cooper, I should say. Mr. Jackpot. I think you're going to shout hello. <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll see um, But no, but yeah, the, the final, final episode yeah. was just like, doesn't give a shit, does he? He was like, 
here's some more questions for you. It's not necessarily some more questions as much as like, probably spoiling it make a difference. It's almost like that story's gone now because he's not even in that fucking world anymore. Here you go. And it's like, oh, shit. Is there going to be more? Probably. He said no, but that was what he said no last time. Yeah. And then Tom Frost said he'd name them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Lynch has said there's no plan, but it's a perfect end if not as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's great in it. I mean, some of these people haven't probably acted much since Twin Peaks. Yeah. And they're still nailing it. Well, even with the, I think we touched on it last year, the characters that kind of died filming and, and, and around it or just before it. And then with the guy who played um, Truman, who wouldn't return because he's retired from acting, and they, they did a good job there. And then brought Robert Forster in, who's yeah. a great actor anyway, which helped. But I can't imagine, like, I don't... I can't imagine what answers I was expect or other people were expecting from this. No. I was expecting more of a straightforward show than this, but I wasn't expecting answers out of it. Mm. I expected more kind of Red Room and more Lodge. Yeah. I d- is that the place where they all talk backwards and it yeah. frightens me? I don't like But that. I definitely wasn't expecting Cooper having a doppelganger that explodes and then he is mentally inhibited but people think he's the guy who died because why wouldn't you because he got sent back to the room he was in and then the bit where he plucks his hair to make a new one again and then you've dug his life back yeah why wouldn't you yeah. and like, no one no one said Dougie Jones what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> it was the you bit can't when... drink coffee you've got a tie just balanced on your head when everyone starts thinking he's a genius yeah. and it's like oh yeah and he solves like fraud cases and gets <laughs> millions the monsters back together <laughs> And hey, the other one fuck is Jim Belushi, someone I know like. Yeah. He turns up, I thought, oh, he's in this. And then I was like, oh, he's great. Britta's in and, this. Um, <laughs> Tim Roth as well. Ah, oh, Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee are fantastic. But uh, then, then that guy who, that Cockney guy, was he Cockney? Oh, who'd got like, the a, fucking a weird cowboy punch fist. <laughs> And he's turned kick punch right. up. It's also like my least favourite moment of TV. It's not Michael Cera. It's James's fucking song, right? Oh. <laughs> Where they have, they have fucking Eddie Vedder. They have known his nails. They have Sean Bennett. And, you know, they have grows a great act on. Then they bring fucking James's song from series Twice. two back. Twice? Is that not a good song? James was such a wang. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't uh, know. Laura was not in love with you, James. You're a fucking nerd. And I want to wedge you as an adult. <laughs> And all the stuff with Diane as well, and it was it was nice. It, it touched on the nostalgia. It answered a few questions. It, it never it, really ruined anything about Diane from previously because she didn't know her at the time. So yeah. it, it kind of added up that she was not who she seemed to be initially. Mm. And yeah, I, I I want more, but I don't have to have more. Yeah, it was nearly perfect. It was a great television experience. I think my favourite part about the, the band that played as well was when the guy introduced them as the V9 Inch Nails, which is like the most granddad thing you could do. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So Stace didn't like him. <laughs> no, well, no. I mean, I can't say that I didn't like it because I, I, I'm unaware of most of it previously. I, I don't think you needed to watch it. I don't know, it though, because... Stopped you understanding. No, no it was just, it's, yeah, it's an art house cinema at times. It's just you know people talk backwards and it's frightening. And like there was a weird tree and I just Jacoby paints his shovel goal. I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, there was a lady with a log that talks to her. I don't get it. Not cheap as well. How can a log have something to tell you? Make any sense? The old one is the. I don't. Don't know. 
I don't know. But the moment when he gets Cooper's back and he just says, I am the FBI, is one of the greatest moments of TV in the history of TV. I don't know if that's true. It is. No, it genuinely is. When he has coffee and pie. Brings it all back. I do like coffee and pie. And you just go, pie. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Oh, so that, that was TV. That was telly. Should we have another? Should we have another mulled wine break? Uh, mulled wine break. Mulled wine break. Is it getting warmer? Yeah, yeah, go on then. Let's. Should we do a movies? Woo! Woo! I'm going to start this time get because, like, I let you guys no, start no, before. No, 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 no. Um, so, my most disappointing movie of this year no. is probably one that's going to get a lot of people on the internet crossed because a lot of people really liked it. But it was Atomic Blonde. Yeah, it was all right. Mulled wine. And I'll tell you for why. I was excited for this because the trailer looked badass. Charlize Theron looked great in it. It looked very, you know, stylish and 80s and fun. And I was like, yep, I can get on board with all of these exciting, you know, badass lady things. And then I went to see it and, like, she was all right. And the story was boring. And it, it started to get actually be gratingly I, 80s. Massive problem with James, one, James McAvoy is a shit. Two. In it. It's like, you know how this is set in the 80s? Look at all this neon, neon, neon yeah. here. Oh, she's got a neon arse on. It was too much neon. It was too many 80s songs that weren't even very good. Like, not, not even yeah, the good ones. Um, and and the, I think the, the biggest thing that bothered me was, like, you know how you're supposed to be surprised at the end? Oh, yeah, big spoilers for this section, too. You're supposed to be surprised by, like, the triple cross at the end. I don't know about you, but I saw that coming a mile off. There's also so many double crosses that I wish these would were care. a time no, That's I don't. how many double crosses are in there. Professor, Professor, so was at the end of it. Yeah. Um, oh. I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was anything groundbreaking. I think I, I gave it two stars. I was disappointed because... Oh, no, it's better than that. It's like three, three. Yeah. I was disappointed yeah. I just thought this would be all right. I think, think the, the triple cross was less obvious in the graphic novel. Okay, I've not read the graphic um, novel, so... And there wasn't a, a James McAvoy in it. Yeah. His character was so bizarre because, like, he was just... He was crapping it. But you could see, like, everything he was doing the entire time. Like, he was so predictable. And also, it really riled me, and I know this is probably just me being a bit of a feminist snobber, but it really riled me that they had extended sequences of her, like, butt naked, casier ass, like, all my, like a load of side boob, all of that. But they made a point of like covering his bum when he gets out of bed after having shagged a prostitute. Yeah, he wants to see his hairy well, no, I was just like, <laughs> you know, I just don't understand. <laughs> me, well, I do understand it because people like looking Maybe at naked lady more. bodies, and also she is beautiful. More. But yeah, it rolled it rolled me up a little Maybe bit because it, was, it felt a bit exploitative. Maybe, Maybe. Maybe his ass looks like makeup now. Where it's Kuatu. Maybe it's Kuatu. Maybe it's Maybelline. But yeah, so that was my most uh, disappointing movie experience of the year. Because there were other things that I thought were worse. Like, this wasn't the worst thing I've seen all year. But yeah. But yeah, there were, like, this was, I was expecting a lot. Again, I don't know whether it's because a lot of people were like, this is going to be like a female James Bond. It's going to be like the best thing for women. Well, yeah, that. Yeah, and it just, it wasn't really that. Well, see, I think it's been a really, 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 really good year for films. Yeah. Like, I, oh, God, I yeah. worked out the other day, there's only two films I saw this year I fucking hated out of, like, 50-odd brand new films. You definitely know one of them, Fillion. Uh, so, I'm, I'm, You like, can't say that. What, what, what? No, it might come out later. My biggest oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the most disappointing for me was Mindhorn, mm. because I'm... 
I didn't, I didn't even know it existed until the trailers come out. And the first trailer kicked off, and I was like, this is fucking right up my street. It looks stupid. It looks really, really, really weird and nothing but hilarity. And we all went to see a preview of it, and those scenes were funny, and there were some other scenes that were really funny, and then a lot of nothing. Yeah. And it was not a bad film at all. And if it was on now, and you wanted to watch it, I'd go, yeah, please. It's like not a bad film, but... God, Should what a wasted that. opportunity that was. Yeah. Julian Barrett playing a retired actor who has to revisit his old shitty mind torn character from a 70s detective show should be the best film of the year. And Steve Coogan. Yeah. Awesome. He was just playing Steve Coogan. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, such a shame. I will agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, this could go two ways. I'm going to make a decision now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, let's be honest. Uh, so, my most personal disappointing one was Alien Covenant. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I can see why because I'm such a big Alien fan it was Prometheus 2 and if you're gonna do an Alien film do an Alien film for the love of fucking God I think I ended up liking it more than you do because my expectations got lower than yours (laughs) I think my expectations were low but I I feel you should do it justice but you know there was a, a 45 minute film in there that was yeah. good but yeah. buried in shit it, it yeah. needed a lot less of Walter and David yeah even though he was great Fassbender yeah really well good. definitely better than he was in the first one but yeah it's, it is Prometheus too mm. and the first kind of hour was just a mirror of Prometheus yeah. which probably more I just say it. my third favourite alien film I'd say four what are you going with third best one two three okay um, yeah I'd go one, one two Covenant, three, four, Prometheus, <laughs> But it'll be quite interesting to see what happens with the franchise next, now that obviously Disney own the rights to it. Mm. If that will change anything or... I, I think it might change the amount of films that we get. <laughs> yeah, which does, isn't necessarily a good thing. Because they were going to make this actual sequel with they? Yeah. Alien 5 with Neil Blomkamp. But Neil Blomkamp's also got a terrible track record of films because he made one good film and then... At least two fucking terrible ones. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I want to see his version of Alien, but a sequel where it's just, oh, here's some people in space getting attacked by aliens. That's all I want. Yeah. Yep. I don't want the creation of Satan or the creation of man or any of that bollocks. Um, I mean, spoilers, in the Alien Covenant, you know, two people survive, so I assume they're going to be the ones in Covenant too. Mm. Was yeah. Danny McBride in this? Yes, he's survived, and he's the best thing in it. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Easily. I like him, but I felt like that seemed like a weird casting choice from the outside looking yeah, in. Yeah, but... The couple that died right at the end, that was in the trailer. Oh, the sex scene, yeah. the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate that. appears and in the shower. I mean, that's yes, absolutely... They go on all the expedition, they come back, everyone thinks everything's all right. They're the last, I spent the whole guy going, well, they're going to die because I've seen it in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, that's redonk. I don't mind that being spoiled when it's the first kill and it's in the first act of the film. That's yeah. acceptable. But it, was, it wasn't even in one of the many trailers because I only saw the original trailer because I tried to do that film I'm going to watch anyway. Mm. No, it was straight up in the first trailer. But my bride is Catherine. Catherine? I can't remember her name. She is, she is really good. She's in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Hate Them and whatever. <laughs> Or, or how to beat your ex-wife and have J.K. Rowling fucking sick of you. Yeah, good one. Yep, anyway. So, personally disappointed. I can see that. And that's acceptable all over. Yeah. Right then, so my number five movie, I feel like this may be in Richie's top five somewhere, Probably. is Dunkirk. Number two. Oh. My number four. Oh, there we go. Well, um, this I was not expecting to like this a lot. Because I'm not, I'm not usually a fan of war movies. Um, it is not agreed. Agreed. Well, 
What, let me fucking get there. I don't normally like them because I find them either too, like, they don't really actually... Do enough of the story. Yeah, it's like, it's all just like, oh, guns, 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 bombs, 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 isn't this sad? Or it's like almost entirely removed and it's like, oh, I don't know, a stupid love story set around a war or something. But this was like a war movie that's not really about the war. It's just about this one escape. Like, I don't know how much I want to spoil it because I feel like people really need to see it and I don't want to ruin it for them. But it's been out long enough now that I feel like if you haven't seen it, <laughs> this might be on you. It. I think the plot and the spoilers are irrelevant. It's the yeah. escape from Dunkirk that yeah. actually happened. But it's the, yeah, it's the thing that I think really stands out about this movie and makes it striking is the way the story is told. And that's all I'm going to say on it. That's not a spoiler. That's literally the first five minutes of the film. <laughs> where you find out that the people on the beach, it's a story of them for a week. The people on the boat, it's a story of them for a day. And then the people on, you know, it's a story of them for an hour. Hmm. It makes it really clear at the beginning, and yet some people went, oh, I didn't know what was Do going on. It's because you're as thick as shit, mate. And you're also one of these people who watches Game of Thrones and reckons it makes sense. So you're a fucking yeah. liar as well. What I found interesting oh, about... I've got to watch someone specifically online, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I found interesting about this movie was how colourful some of the scenes were. Like, there's some genuinely beautiful, like, blues and oranges oh, in the yeah, skies and the oceans. Oh, I love and... war films. I'm, I'm not a massive fan, but I don't avoid them. But, like, Saving Private Ryan, I think, is a so good film. Gray. But, yeah, it's like mud on screen for yeah. 90% of it. Yeah. It's weird. Again, I'm with Stace on this one, and I, I really don't do war films or even anything like even you know Braveheart Gladiator Platoon any of that pompous over the top crap yeah. bugs the shit out of me um, but obviously this was a Nolan film so I went to, to yeah. see it kind of knowing what I'd get into and um, even though you watch it and you go oh war is terrible the film is not shaking it and war is terrible yeah and for me I think the best part of it was the sound yeah Yes. Um, and the, the use I didn't see it oh, no yeah, the, the use the of the sound scene. and the balance oh, fucking hell and the, the, it was I won't say the word because that will ruin my next choice but um, um, the, the, yeah the, the effect that the audio had and the, the use of audio that was for me and it was a very tight tight shot especially yeah. with certain bits with there the there were genuinely bits in IMAX mm. with the planes and I think with some of the bomb where you were like it, it might as well be for the X style of yeah. layout. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, but I, I think we paid I, a lot on top of our. I almost shit a brick at that first. I in IMAX, I'd probably a puke. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it wasn't for the X. And it, it's Nolan's shortest part. Apparently, ignore following because it's a short film. But like, it's his shortest by quite a bit. I think, and just. Barely 90 minutes. and I liked that about it, though, because it's a yeah, very tight story. Really felt, yeah. And, yeah. Mm. and it does the perfect thing of not... It, there's no villains in it, literally. Yeah. There's, not uh, a single, there's no Nazis in it, there's no Germans in it. Well, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. There's no... They avoid that part. It's yes, just, this yeah, is yeah. a story happening to these people. Oh, yeah, there are some assholes in it. In <laughs> particular, yeah. Yeah. And also, Harry Stroll was fine in it. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was the weakest link, but not bad. Like, he was still good. I just think he was the worst of the bunch. But, I mean, the thing is, when you're Harry Styles and you're up against, like, Tom Hardy and Killian Murphy and Kenneth Branagh... I mean, and, the, the kid, that honestly, like, his name was Fionn... Whitehead. Whitehead. Probably. He was great. I've never seen him. He played his Fionn soup. It was weird. Um, that's a very weird call. If you don't know anything... I have no fucking clue what you were talking about. Um, yeah, but he, he's fantastic in it. And I'll say Kenneth Branagh and Jarvis are good in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've got you don't dance with no. That's no, that's Will Hannibal. from Hannibal. Uh, Hugh, what is Jarvis' his name? Donning Castle Donnington is his name. <laughs> I don't know. Mr. Fancy Pants. Yeah, but that was my number five. I think it was great. 
and you should all uh, watch it. But yeah, you do have to be in a, in the right mood because if you're feeling a bit blue, it might not be. It might be a bit heavy going. Fuck off my list, Jim. Look at your list. No, Why are you looking at my list? Okay, I don't have any common reaction number five. Okay, so... So my number five... I forgot which way we were going. Okay, cool. Yeah. Dave made a maze. Okay. It's my number six. (laughs) And did not make my top ten. This is the most... I liked it, though. (laughs) I'd say the most me film of this year that I've watched, because there's not been a lot of these. You know, every year there's always a sleep, uh, drinking buddies or a Jeff who lives at home and that kind of stuff, and... There's not actually been many of these actually. There's been there's been a few, but not great ones. Yeah. And this is it. It's a guy makes a maze out of cardboard in his apartment and actually gets lost in it. There's some tardish <laughs> shit going on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's um, the main guy. Dave is played by Nick Thune, who's a stand-up musical comedian. I like him. Who I've never seen acting anything other than playing a sarcastic stand-up comedian in other people's comedy shows. Um, and I do like to say he's a very good comedian who always plays like the cocky arsehole character as a stand-up and that kind of thing. And in this, he's very much a, a man with issues. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And There's girl, a reason he builds that fucking maze. His yeah. girlfriend goes away for visiting his family or something and comes back and he's in this maze and he won't come out. He says he's lost. So everyone thinks he's like a fucking idiot. Just hiding in a box. It's it's about three foot long. So they go in after him and it's a full on fucking labyrinth with death traps. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. All made out of cardboard and there's some amazing like cardboard deaths in it. There's a minotaur. My favourite thing about the cardboard deaths is the yarn blood. Yeah. Like the woolen blood. That's brilliant. And one bit they turn into puppets. Oh, that's fantastic. It's not for everyone. Some people will fucking hate this film. Yeah, yeah. It's not really got a point. Do you know, I was struggling with it a little bit at first because I was like, when are we going to find out like what's wrong with him, why he's made this maze or why why this maze is real to everybody else as well? Like, what's going on? And it never really answers no, those questions, it's but it's fine. They have yeah. bits where they hallucinate, like, maybe in dinner and, and things like that, and then you think, oh, is this what's happening? Oh, no. And then um, James Adamian's in it. Not James Adamian. James Adamian's in it, who's always good at things. A baniac. Is it a baniac? I think so. Okay. So yeah, Dave made a maze. I like it's, it. I'm going to be brutally honest. Never been out at a cinema in this country apart from at film festivals, festivals yeah. which is tragic. And it's not on yeah. VOD or DVD no, in this country. You have to be imported America. from America on DVD yeah. or Blu-ray. That's and a bit shit. Yeah, it really sucks. If this was on Netflix, like Tur- like Turbo Kid got a massive audience when it appeared on Netflix, and this, uh, I, I yeah. think these could as well. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really Definitely. good film. They just sort out the license, didn't they? I would hope it yeah. happens soon, because I will watch it. When I'm it's available TV. properly on Amazon, I will buy the Blu-ray. And I think they do a Blu-ray that they do from their own shop, Yeah, which they only ship to America, and it's in a cardboard sleeve, a cardboard yeah. box. Oh, that's brilliant. You can get it on Amazon.com now, though. Okay. Just a plain Blu-ray. You don't get the fancy one. But yeah. Well, I want it in a cardboard box. Yeah. yeah. And it expands out. And it's actually handmade. Right? And I think you get a poster on that with yeah. it as well. And shit. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Speaking of a rich kind of films where nothing happens or, or low things, have you seen I Don't Feel at Home in This World anymore? Not yet. It's on my list of things I'll watch for the year. I definitely recommend it. Um, Manly Linsky. That was my number seven. Yeah. Of the year, but yeah. I think I'm honest to things because he's a nice wood as well. Yeah, yeah. he's fucking, it's, he's great. Because he's hit and miss. He's very hit and miss, yeah. Melaninsky is normally good. Um, again, I've heard it's a film like that kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my number five is Mother. <laughs> That's one of the films I detested this year. <laughs> yep, yep. And I knew that was coming. Um, I've not seen it. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I, the, 
the, the plot is wishy-washy mm-hmm. to go back to thing. But I, I, I think... There's no plot. No fucking point about being beaten out of the head by his fucking shitty message. Go fuck up all you. Yeah, there is an aspect <laughs> of that hammering at home. But for me, it was it's the most claustrophobic film I've ever seen. Um, Have you seen Buried? <laughs> yeah, for some reason, you watched it. In a, a downstairs toilet with the lights off. I mean, I don't know what you know for. <laughs> with a toaster in the toilet. Um, toast, yeah. But yeah, for me, it was... It was I, I don't like Jennifer Lawrence or... Is, Jennifer, is, is there any? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. I don't really like um, Javier Bardem. And it was just one of those things where the, the ultimate point in the ending is obvious, but it's just very intense and very much throwing everything at you. And it, it, it just keeps coming and keeps coming. And for me, it was just it's something I haven't seen in, in film in a while. It, it was obvious, but it was it was intense. I, I think what some of this film up in some like opinion to this film anyway is when Kermode reviewed it, he said it was great, and you know you see the opinion divided and all that shit. But normally, when people disagree with him, he tries to prove them why he thinks they're wrong. So he gets to say, Mayo, what did you think? I hated it. It was pretentious nonsense." And Mayo went, "Okay, okay, okay well, yeah." Like you can't. It, yeah. it is yeah. one of those yeah. films. If you watch this and go, that was all right, you're a boring weirdo. Like, I, I don't think it'll work on DVD or on Netflix or on TV or whatever. It's one of those things where you need to watch it at a cinema and it is just... But I get intense. it. We're killing the earth, Darren. Go fuck off. Ugh. Oh, is it a big like environmental message movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. A bit of religion. Oh, is it yeah, Mother Earth? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. God and... Uh, didn't your mum accidentally see this movie no, and then hate it? Something, but not necessarily. Like, it was like Victoria and Abdul, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and to they, see. they got the times wrong, so they were like, oh, what's this mother like? And they go and watch a horror film, so they went to see it and then come out and went out the fuck that was about. <laughs> it's not a horror film. It's not a horror film. No, no, yeah, exactly. Um, I appreciate films like that getting made, and yeah. I think... If you can, you know, if you're someone like Aaron Oscar and you can get this film made, fine. Yeah. Film like this should be being made. Uh, I'll still fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's still marginally better than the other film I've fucking hated this year. Is that on somebody's list? Is that why you're I not don't saying know. it? Might be. Oh, okay. okay. If we get to the end of our lists and it's not on the list, can you tell me what it is? Because it's driving yeah. me mad. Okay, cool. Well, my number four was Colossal. Which um, is Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis, and it is a movie about and Dan Stevens and Dan Stevens. Briefly, um, he's not in it much, is he? Yeah, he's not It's a movie like from the outside looking in. It's a, it's a movie about monsters that are destroying towns, yeah. uh, big kaiju monsters. But when you actually get into it, it's actually a movie about sort of like depression and <laughs> domestic abuse and yeah. toxic masculinity and. Um, yeah, domestic abuse, and I think what I really liked about this film, I don't, I gave it five stars. I don't think it's perfect because I don't think it necessarily. You get too many films five stars this year. No, because I love, I loved a lot of films this year, like properly. I loved did, them. but I only give a couple five stars. I'm very. One of them deserved like twenty five stars. With my though, so. Five stars. The thing that I really liked about it was that end scene, and I, I won't spoil it because that'd be a dick move. But I think it's a very powerful statement that yeah. it makes. She got a penis. I oh, know that was a fine game, wasn't it? <laughs> um, I like Anne Hathaway a lot anyway. I, I, I think I she's think smashing. Anne Hathaway is good in everything. She's just been in some terrible fucking films. Like, I don't know that I've seen She gets a reputation of being shit and it's not. No, no I liked her in this. She was very down to earth and, yeah. and, and sedated. Relatable. 
Yeah. Yeah, like, Sadakis was the scary relatable. Dark Knight Rises. I go, oh no, she's the best thing in it. Yeah. Clean slate. So, so uh, yeah, no, I thought this was really fantastic. I think it's um, it's really inventive. And it was, I came out of the cinema thinking a lot, and I like that. I like when a movie stays with you for longer than just the time that you're watching it. It's like Frank. You know how for like days after we yeah. saw Frank, I couldn't stop talking and thinking about Frank. I was like that with Colossal for a few days, and I really wanted to go and see it again, but I didn't get around to it. I really enjoyed Colossal, but... I think about an hour after I've never not thought of it since too much. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah. I think I do really about like it a lot. The film a lot. Yeah, I think I, I, I want to see it again soon. Like I literally watched it two days ago for the first time. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, what did you think, Phil? No, I, 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 again, I enjoyed it for the reason you set you've set out. It was mm. when it got to the the reason for why the stuff was happening. It had the flashback with the the, the child scenes and that. It's like, oh, actually, you're know, cunt. Um, yeah. There was always something a bit creepy. So about I think he's very good at playing that. Girl, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. He's like, it's the, it's that whole thing of the nice guy who turns out to not be so nice. Yeah. That happens to a lot of women. Yeah. Um, no, no, no nice guys are nice. That's why they call them nice guys. And also, Liars. I like that she didn't go back to the other bloke either. Yeah, he didn't kind yeah. of save the day. She, she, she yeah. saves herself. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, I was trying to dance around that. Really no, 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 I'm not saying it, what happened. Um, it's a small film, so uh, yeah. The film's biggest problem, I think, from a. Uh, commercial viewpoint is that the audience this should be aimed at are not going to go and see a kaiju robot film for the yeah, most part yeah mm. <laughs> that, you know that's what the trailers are but that's What's what I love to be the writer director is it Nacho Nacho I wrote it down Vidal v- Vigalondo because have you have you seen his film Time Crimes no but I like the sound of it because of this See, because I watched that years ago. I've got that. Um, it, that really fucking enjoyed that because time travel is my pornography. Um, <laughs> and and that was a really good film. And then he'd done nothing for like years. And then did this. My favourite Robin Thicke song as well. Um, and now I think it was he. I know there was talk of he was directing the next Mark Miller film. Hmm. I don't know if that's still what happening. What was that? Um, Super Criminals or something. Oh, Crime. no, I think, oh, yeah. The one with Dave Gibbons. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was, the it was, side, have you seen Kill or Be Killed? Been yes. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I, I watch I that. Definitely out of all the stuff they've done, that's the most yeah, mainstream can, doable. Easily contained yeah. story. Yeah. Do we put the jumper back on? Oh, do you want to do a mulled wine while you're there? Rich. Yeah. What's your number four? My number four is Baby Driver. Baby driver. I don't think anyone <laughs> this needs to be told much about Baby Driver. It's excellent. Um, Edgar Wright, Ansel Elgort, other people. Um, <laughs> I wish I'd watched it again, like before yeah, the Kevin Spacey I, situation. It takes a while to watch it now. <laughs> um, or they could remake it and put someone else in his face. Uh, John Hamm's in it though. He's got a face. Oh, cool, blimey, he's a good nanny. Batman hat. Yeah, I don't need to dwell on this one. Cause we'll talk about some other films a lot more, particularly in a bit. Number one, because <laughs> it's Baby Driver. Yeah, he's a driver called Baby, and the soundtrack it works, and John Ham and stuff. Okay, I think I did talk about this on a past episode, yeah, but I will. We did. We all did. Yeah, I was going to say go back and listen to that, but like the, yeah, the brief thing of it is, is that it's almost seamlessly linked with the soundtrack, and it's perfect, and I love it. I, it made my what was it number eight? Welcome. Yeah, there you go. We did your number four, we did, didn't we? So let's do my number three. Which is uh, Lego Batman. <laughs> Darkness. No parents. Um, this film was so fucking funny. Like, shut up, Phil. So the thing I really enjoyed about this is we went to the cinema. It was like February or something. 
Um, it was early this year. It was very early this year. And, you know, it's, like, dark and it's cold. And you go to the cinema and you're like, I want to have a fun Weird time. Kind of and about Shut up. And, and then, like, this movie is just, like, all of the colourful and all of the fun. And, like, it's so fun. Like, Michael Sarah as Robin is, like, the most perfect thing that's ever perfected. Should have played him with Wally Brown. I, yeah, I adored this film. Like, if you've seen Lego Movie, you know that, like, the sort of level of amazing it is. Oh, yeah, I think it's. I think animation-wise, it's fantastic. Shut up, Phil. I preferred it to Lego Movie. Okay. They're both still dross. Oh, no. Mom regrets having you know. Uh, I, <laughs> not now. I genuinely, <laughs> I genuinely think this might be one of the better looks at the psychology of Batman as well, which is hilarious when you think that it's a Lego movie. But yeah, it's all it's very well voice acted, it's brilliantly animated. It made it made me laugh a lot. Zach Galifianakis was a lot better at being the Joker than I ever expected him to be. It's yeah, it's just really funny, fun, Lego y funny, funny fun fun times. I enjoyed I it a lot. Watch anything with Will on it voice in the Yeah, I do love one. him. I, do, I like him a lot. Like I love him even more since Bojack Horseman, though. <laughs> so like, <laughs> my favourite Lego about my mum was the password being Alfred Dad Butler with two keys. Oh, it's brilliant! Like there are so many like silly little throwaway jokes. Like I love how he has to like keep getting drinks to do spit takes on purpose and stuff. Like it's all just real silly. But I like a bit of silly every now and again. Who you are? Yeah. Never yeah. That. The bottom, one of them gets to get an extra drink and then spits it on. Yeah. yeah, it's just. Uh, you know, standard it Batman. I want to see Rosario Dawson as Batgirl in reality. Oh, yeah, I think that would be great, yeah. That'd be really good. I don't need to see Will Arnett in a real Batsuit. No. I'd like to see Rosario Dawson in yeah. a Batsuit. I'd like to see Orby Plaza as Catwoman. <laughs> you have. I know. Is that a weird sex dream or are you no, talking no, about a real thing? Worse. Oh, okay. But, yeah, no, I think that's pretty much all I really need to say about it. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. Number three is Free Fire, which is a Ben Wheatley film starring... Um, what's the face? That bloke is one of them. Larson and Army Hammer and Michael Smiley. And what's his name? Cheppy. The you know him. Oh, um, Charles Coulter. There you go. And <laughs> quite a few other people. Uh, Kelly Murphy's in it. It's a shootout in an abandoned warehouse for ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. It is close enough to real time, and yeah. it's just nothing but fun and action. Mm-hmm. And I. The other week, Army Hammer was getting a lot of hassle, apparently, because some shitty BuzzFeed author was like, let's stop trying to make Army Hammer happen. And I was like, he's fucking great. Yeah. Like, Man From Uncle was a fucking garbage film, but he was really fucking good at it. Don't pick on him. He's not the reason. Like, you know, average white men get too many chances. Yeah, they do, but he's not one of them. He's, he's the superior. Like, uh, fuck off. Poor choice of words. <laughs> I didn't say race. I said he's superior. Okay. Like, I'd infinitely rather watch him in a fucking film than Matt Damon or Leo DiCaprio or anyone. Like, fuck that Jeremy shit. Renner. Infinitely <laughs> Jeremy Renner. Or Gerard Butler. And he's kind of wankers. That, Look at my skin. A couple of years ago, it was Jake. You know, I thought, he's fine. Like, anyway. I liked it a lot. I just don't think I, I'd bother re-watching it. Oh, I, I think it was fun. That got bopped really out of my good. top ten yesterday by Star Wars. Just bopped right out of it. Mm. I was in my top 15. Oh, really? Probably my top 15, yeah. But it's not because it's still like a first film, I really mm. Anyway. Yeah, so Free Fire, I mean, it's very, the humour in it's, it's less Ben Weedy than before. Yeah. I don't think I've seen any of the films. It's most mainstream film. I didn't like High Rise. I have one very particular problem with High Rise. Tom Hiddleston is in it. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think stylish and cinematography, I like High Rise, but I, I think the, the plot yeah, point is... I, I, I don't know if I'm, 
if I thought it was bad because it's bad, or if it was because, because Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And I think, again, kill list, I kind of swing between. Oh, like, yeah, it's, but, um, the one with the Friends episode? No. Isn't that Ben Wheatley from Sightseers? I don't know. Sightseers and uh, Tent in the Village. Oh, Tent yeah. Tent in the Field, sorry. They're really, 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 really good films that are hard to watch. I mean, Kill List is definitely hard to watch. It's not a fun. Yeah. Whereas Free Fire is a, yes. a fun action film you yeah, can put on a Saturday night. It's, it's, it's a bottle episode. Yes, in, yeah, definitely. And it's the best Charlton Cole Pilsing since District 9. Mm. Because he's been bad in everything else apart from 18, where he was a highlight, but yeah. that's not a no. massive compliment. Yeah. <laughs> I liked this film, but I don't know. I felt like. After a while, the premise sort of wore on me a little bit. Like, I felt like they ought to be out of the warehouse by now or something else should be happening. I think that's just me. I just get... Yeah, it was too bottled for me. I wanted a bit more stuff. But it's still my number 11, technically. So how about it, shut it? Well, right, so my number three, it's UK release 2017. Right. So it counts, it counts. And I think I liked it because I... Thought I'd fucking hate it. Um, so my number three was La La Land. That is the film I hate the most this year. Ah, oh, there you go. Two I've not two. seen it. I have two not seen it. And unlike Mother, I don't know how anybody likes it. <laughs> so I think for me, even people that enjoy like musical theater. No. Or because it's a musical where the two stars can't sing or dance. Oh, I like the Buffy episode, but long now. <laughs> really? I I. Fucking hate musicals. Ooh. I fucking hate, hate, hate musicals. My favourite musical is South Park movie. <laughs> um, There's a bunch of birds no, no, in the sky. No, go on. Um, <laughs> so I was expecting it to be fucking shit bollocks mm. crap that I didn't want, to, especially with like Emma Stone's facial expressions and 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 whatnot. Um, so, Stanley's not a good uh, this is an aside she's been good in some stuff but she's not a good actress that the shit's reputation for Arby Hammer will be better in every role <laughs> with a wig on yeah um, but yeah so I was expecting to fucking hate it and I came in and it was like <laughs> and then the songs are like okay but because they can't sing and dance it doesn't make too much of it their songs are in no it could have been full on fucking musical it was numbers. it never fucking ended and he abuses her repeatedly by forcing her to do what he wants her to do but the whole film but I think again that, that <laughs> point makes you know um, they don't get together in the end there's not the fucking happy ending no, but this which is what I love them too. no I, that's Why the thing would, yeah you are that's the point what of the, the fuck that noise. but he's near made two shit films and won two Oscars for him Whiplash was bollocks as well. Oh, I didn't like Whiplash. Uh, Whiplash would have had a really good performance from fucking Jay Jonah Jameson. <laughs> but he's another cunt that I don't like. And Miles. Miles Teller. I must have Prower. Prower yeah. that, that's a, that's that's a Sonny the Hedgehog yeah. situation. Morales. <laughs> but yeah, so again, it didn't go where I thought as a Hollywood film it would happen. And I think the visuals and the colours, the colours were great. It was like... Almost like Dick Tracy, where everything was overly fucking coloured, and I really enjoyed that. And I expected to fucking loathe it with a passion and mm. want to set fire I think to you're it. Some form and I, I just horrible mind control. Film. I, it, 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 you know, it didn't make me happy, but it was like eh, it's quite nice. I don't know it if I want to watch it. Or not. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about because I've had a lot of. Um, like the overwhelming sort of thing on the internet is that it's like one of the best movies ever made. Oh, but of, pe- of people that I know, uh, there's very uh, there's a very mixed bag of reviews, so I don't know how to. 
Well, I think ev- everyone I know that likes musical theatre or musical films hates it. Right. I do quite like musical theatre, but not so much musical films. It's a musical thing that don't like musicals. It's very generic Hollywood. But okay. He mansplained jazz throughout the whole film to black people. To John Legend at one point, he mansplained <laughs> music. Oh. And then, because she's so cool and out there, he forces her to go and see Rebel Without a Cause, because that's not a famous film that everyone's seen. That's how cool and weird he is. Rich loves this movie, I can tell by the I look know, on his face. And I really like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> like, he's genuinely like one of the best stars around, and he's, he's so wank. Oh. But, you know, Ryan Gosling. I would rather watch Prometheus seven times in a row than watch half of La La Land. Wow. That's, that's fair enough. I haven't seen Prometheus, but I know your feelings on it, so I, I yeah, that's a statement and a half. I'd rather go camping with Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Oh, Christ. So, number two, Dave. So, my number two was uh, surprising very few people, Spider-Man Homecoming. Never heard of it, is it, now? It's... Uh, Ian Spider-Man. I don't know if you've ever heard of this character Charles called Campion, Spider-Man. He's Sp- in it. Spider- Spider-Man. He's, um, Spider-Man. He gets bitten by a radioactive Ian spider Spider-Man. and he becomes a Spider-Man. Ian yeah. Jamiroquai. <laughs> Ian Jamiroquai, yeah. Spider-Man. Um, that's right. That is correct. No, it's. Does he come home? I've talked about this a lot on the show before, so I won't go too in depth yeah, into it. But I think two it's. One, you don't need to really. Yeah, talk about it's it. it's just for me. It was one. I think it's the best representation we've had of both Peter Parker and Spider Man because I, I think I think um, what's his face? Tobey Maguire was a pretty good. Peter, but not a very good Spidey, and I think the opposite about Andrew Garfield. No, Andrew Garfield should not be allowed to be a film. <laughs> Has he done anything lately? Um, he's in Axel Reed, which I really want to see, but he's in it. But uh, yeah, I think Tom Holland is perfect. I think the guy who plays his best mate, Ned, they look like they've been friends forever, like it's adorable. Yeah. Um, Michael Keaton is boss in it. Um, there's a lot of lovely little little references. My only little tiny nitpick would be I feel like it leans too heavy on Iron Man. But yeah, I will let it go. That's to be Marvel going, this is the first Spider-Man film we've got. We're going to stamp fucking Marvel on All it. over yeah. it, yeah. I think they they knew that they the last two lots of Spider-Man films didn't end well, so it's like... And it also was probably, safe. Mm. Robert, do you want to be in Spider-Man? Yeah, here's my demand. You're in a lot of it then. <laughs> um, <laughs> if he did a 30 second cameo, he'd have probably wanted 15 million. I get yeah. to bang Aunt May. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was great. Aunt May was great. Um, I really liked all the kids in it. My favourite thing is how can that be Aunt May? How can a 55 year old woman be the auntie of a 15 year old kid? And yeah, yeah, perfectly. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was fantastic. The effects are great. I loved all the little like. There's a lot of little touches that it's very New York, which I like because oh, New York should be a character. I think in a Spider-Man. I thought it was less New York than the other two. Oh really? I, I think that was. So it's less New York than Spider-Man one and two. But that oh, made a big know. point of swinging through fucking scenes and then going on the Empire State not yeah, oh yeah no I mean that. like more like on the street New York like you know he rescues cats from trees and he saves the guy at the local deli because he likes the sandwiches there and like yeah. it's it's very sort of like you know friendly neighbourhood spider yeah maybe maybe um, um, but I suppose because he's a lot younger yeah he's younger I, I think I had issues with it but it was a it was a, a general fun film and I, I like the fact I didn't bother with the origin Yes. That was the bonus. I don't need to see spiders on the big screen, like ever. So I, just, I was happy. Lack of Uncle Ben. Yeah, just, I, don't, I don't need to see Uncle yeah. Ben dying again. Don't need to see him doing a dead at all. I just love how enthusiastic Tom Holland is as well. He's so yeah, adorable. Yeah. He's so adorable. Anyway, it yeah. Was the, it was you know, one of the best parts of Civil War, so it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I loved it. I saw it twice in a week because it was so good. I liked it a lot. Well done. Rich? Okay. Two. Right, Phil? Uh, my number two is Super Dark Times. Never even heard of it. Okay, so I'm pretty sure it didn't have a cinematic release. I'm pretty sure it went straight to a video on demand all around the world. It's a coming-of-age film uh, with a group of four kids, teenagers, young young teenagers, and they're round playing the house of one of the kids. I've got to kind of semi-spoil it. Okay. So they're, they're playing in the house of one of the kids, and they go up to his brother's room, and his brother's away in the army. Um, so they're, they're going through his brother's stuff, and they find a fucking big fuck-off sword. Right. So they're out in like the the wastelands, back of a park, sort of playing with it. Um, and one of the kids accidentally kills the other one with his sword. <laughs> Dear. And it kind of spirals from there. So it kind of starts off all fun and games, kind of goonies, stand by me, and then it gets dark. Right. It Does gets it get super dark. No, there was no Aww. super. There was no super in it, which is yeah, disappointing. <laughs> um, and. I probably should have researched who the child actors were. But, you know, that's we're in the modern age, the internet. Well, I'll link that shit. Um, Siri, look at the actors. <laughs> <laughs> you all could use IMDb. What's yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to spoon feature it. So it, it basically spirals and it focuses upon the one that killed and one of the other ones and the relationship of where that goes and, and what happens. And the child actors were actually really good, or at least the main two. Mm-hmm. Um, the third one's a bit snotty, but he's less in it. Um, <laughs> is he the one that dies? <laughs> no, <laughs> the surviving one, who's the youngest one. And it's it's quite dark and quite interesting psychologically where it goes hmm. and what happens and how Ooh. an accident leads to more. Oh, I'm intrigued. I'd stroke a beard if I had one. Can I stroke your beard you instead? Stroke Richie's beard. You got chin hair. Uh, no, I plucked it. Yes. Chin oh no, it's coming back. Fucking hell. Chinny record. Fucking chin hairs, man. Yeah, so I definitely, definitely uh, advise that. It's on Amazon to rent or download, buy for cheap sort of stuff. Probably. And your other Netflix at some point. Next year. I'd, I'd, yeah. Excellent. Wonder Woman. Oh, cool. You did a special on, I think. Yeah, I did. I did do a, a bit of a did do a bit of a special on on Wonder Woman. Yeah, I don't think I need to tell people why Wonder Woman meant an awful lot to me. I think the thing I was most surprised by was the fact that I loved it as much as I did because I don't actually like the character of Wonder Woman that much in the comics. I think she's kind of one note and a little bit boring, and she can be hella badly written. So I went to see this with... She's like, written a lot in relation to other characters. Yes. Rather than, not just men, but sometimes like the story is normally about somebody else and Wonder Woman's in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Usually men. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, and there was also a lot of expectation around it because it's like, oh, it's a lady director, it's a lady superhero led movie. Like, uh, you know, is this going to ruin superhero movies for women for years to come? Kind of thing. So there was like, it did. It was proper one. It wasn't though, was it? I did two two cries both times that I saw this at the cinema because I just got overwhelmed by how amazing it is. Like, there's something really striking about a lot of the the way that it's shot. Because she never comes off as sexualized, but she always comes off as like a beautiful, powerful, like fucking goddess queen. And I'm just, 
It's yeah, it's so so good. Again, go back and listen to my special because I talk a lot about it. My only like sort of nitpick about this movie is uh, CGI David Dulles at the end, just because he's a god as well, so he doesn't need a ripped bod. Yeah. Like he can still be Weasley and be super powerful. My, my big problem with him in this film was oh, we watched it while Fargo series two was still going on. Series three was still going yeah. on, where he plays a weedy, snotty, intense, shit. creepy. Yeah, but not someone who would be physically intimidating in a fight with a god. Yeah. And so I just kept thinking he was that guy. Yeah. And he was going to eat pudding on the toilet and then <laughs> do a vomit. But yeah, I thought it was a really well made put together. She movie. was the best part of Batman v Superman. I haven't seen it still yet. Yes, you have. Batman v Superman. Oh, yeah, sorry. Ago. I was yeah. thinking Justice League. No, she was my the best head. part of that. And I, again, I, I really liked um, Wonder Woman and I really liked the war scenes and it was everything that Captain America 1 should have been. Yes. My only quibble with it was the, the ending and the fact that she fell in love with him or he fell in love with her and blah, blah, blah. But that's they are in a relationship in the... Well, they well, were in the comics, weren't they? Well, no, they didn't have yeah, but to, it, but... It, it kind of made her more fragile and feminine and made him better and... The whole point should have been, and kind of was supposed to be, that she believed in humanity because she'd lost faith in humanity. Mm. And they could have made that a bit better. Yeah, but I, I, didn't, I enjoyed it. Um, it didn't get, in my, didn't get in my top ten. I think it's in my top ten. And I might be enjoying it for different reasons, though, guys. You know, that, that's absolutely, absolutely <laughs> fine. Absolutely fine. But, you know, next year your favourite will be Deadpool 2. The year after that will be Wonder Woman 2. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. But, but it's just like, all about like uh, the, the feminine point is, Patty Jenkins took years to be able to make a film like this, whereas Colin fucking Trevorrow oh. like made a very. I I didn't mind. Um, fuck, I forgot what it was called. That time travel film with Aubrey Plaza oh, and yeah. Mark Duplass and Jack Johnson. But it wasn't a good film. He directed that, and then immediately got Jurassic World, which was an unadulterated crock of shit. And then immediately got Episode fucking eight, which or nine, which he got kicked off of because they went, you know what? He's a crock of shit. But he'd be paying millions to leave that job. After making Jurassic fucking world, I, I like the, the time. I time to what? Forget what's called. Um, yeah, especially compared Save to Jurassic to World. Yeah, yeah. Space Well, I think that film will be garbage without those three people in it. They're three people who I like a lot. Maybe <laughs> yeah, but I've I've seen Justice League. You two haven't. No, and it's annoying because it is a step back for her. She's still one of the strongest parts of the film, mm-hmm. but it's obvious it's not her film, which is a shame. But again, the next one on two will be. In modern times. And the way it's going, that more Aquaman and that might be the only DC film left to be made. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for Wonder Woman too. But though. no, I'm, I'm glad it happened. It, it, it was a very good thing for Hollywood and for comic films generally. And, and for, for this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DC should be trying to do is don't just try and do Marvel, uh, but speed it up. Just make some films that are good. Yeah. Yeah. And forget about Batman for a bit because you're not going to beat that. Mm. You're, you're not. Well, not that are there with this fucking setup where everyone seems to hate making the film. Affleck doesn't. Affleck doesn't want to write it. Now he doesn't want to do that. But he'll start. He doesn't really want to star in one. What's the point? Just stop mm. it. Mm. And then stop getting someone who hates Superman to make Superman films. <laughs> fucking insanity. Anyway. 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 Yeah. That was my number one movie of this year. Well, my number one was Power Rangers. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was this year. My number one is probably the best summer I've seen at the cinema. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. It's uh, Blade Runner 2049. I um, have not done a watch of this. I am not a fan of Blade Runner. I don't, I don't dislike Blade Runner at all. It's a good film. And I 
get why it's important and the time it was made and all this shit. I prefer the book a lot more. But I just never struck, you know, it's not a film I go, wow, and rewatch or anything. But 2049 is, like, I've never, it took me weeks to stop thinking about it and what it was about and what happened in it. It's, it's the first film I've ever seen in IMAX. Uh, it's the first film I've ever gone to cinema to see more than once. Really? Yeah. I've seen it three times. I went and saw it three times in the space of a week. I'm surprised you, so there's no other movie you've seen more than Wow. Uh, at the cinema. Yeah, no, that, no yeah. that's insane. Yeah. It's I've the first thing I've chosen to I've go and see. I've seen Dark Knight more than once at the cinema. Seriously? I see films like more than once yeah, all yeah. the fucking time. I don't need to. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Blade Runner. I think Blade Runner was the first non-PG film I ever saw. I remember seeing it because like that, that might be it for me as well because I saw it when I got twenty four. Um, and I, I kind of, I, I love the neon, but in this, it works in this sense. It works in Blade Runner. It didn't work in something blonde. Um, <laughs> I love the fucking neon. I love the smog. I love the stuff about the original Blade Runner. The soundtrack's um, great from the original Blade Runner. Yeah. So I was, I was very apprehensive, but fucking absolutely adore this film. Would I? Because I haven't seen it yet. I don't think you like it. No, I was going to say, would I get it if I've forgotten everything about Blade Runner? Yes, yes you don't need to have seen okay. Blade Runner. You don't <laughs> well, to. I have seen Blade Runner, but I've forgotten Blade it entirely. Blade about replicants. I know it's got, I was going to say, like robot things, say. Harrison Ford, the that's that my knowledge. you need to know, it repeats them for you. Or, okay. Or someone gets told that story again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because, interestingly enough, wasn't your top film last year Arrival? Yes. So it's the same director for both. Yes. So, which I, I found interesting. And then, when I, which would have been, so that was 2016, 2014s, if I'd have seen it in that year, now would have been uh, Enderman. Oh, right, I didn't yeah. see it in that year. Right. So I need, I need to see Sicario, which he was oh, directed. Yeah, yeah. And then, I forgot what he's making, something coming out soon, isn't it? It will suit like, at some point in 2018. Yeah. Because you there's not going to be a blame of the sequel that's going to come out anytime soon because it was a massive financial failure. Yeah. But, I mean, I, and I think, again, it owes a lot to um, Fury Road. The, the fucking, the colours in it, the orange, yeah. it, the desert, the sun, it's fucking, you know, when, it's, when they're at Vegas or, or whatever. Yeah, it's Vegas, yeah. yeah just yeah. the, the colours in that are just so amazing to me. I, is it three hours? Is it just under three hours? Yeah. Um, I think I've seen a few films this year that have gone over just over two hours, and at least at some point in that film, I've had a quick look at the time and gone, oh, this film got to the end and I was like oh I feel like I've been watching this for an hour yeah like it and it, it's not like a, a relentless film it's like here's something else happening here's something else happening it's, it's, you can't stop watching that film mm. it's, it all leads logically yes um, every character is written to perfection like they not not off no one does anything that annoys you, apart from Jaredetto existing. But yeah, in the he, context he was in of the minimal. film, he was, he was in a minimal. He... Well, I, when I went to see it, the second he appeared on screen, two people walked out independent of each other, <laughs> um, which I hope was there going, oh, he's in this. Yeah. Um, it might have been coincidence. And I know some people fucking hated it because it's not for them. But, I mean, you know, Harrison Ford was minimal. Yeah. Or, you know, not they could have just... The know, second build star. Yeah. They could have made it all about him, but... That made it better. Ryan Gosling's so good in it. And I know there's some accusations of sexism because of two characters of prostitutes and all this stuff. And then, oh, you get to see one naked on a billboard. I was like, but the point, but that's not the point of her character. Like, no. when, when she's meaningful to him, you never see her like that. The strongest character in it, well, the two strongest characters in it are women. Physically strong. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Love and, um, I forgot her name, but it's Robin Wright. Robin Wright, isn't it? Robin Wright? Yeah. Antiope. Yeah. 
Ah, okay. Cool, I didn't know she um, was in it. I'm not saying I didn't see the ending coming. Which which bit of the ending? Who the uh, like imagined yeah, yeah, woman yeah, yeah. is? Because that was kind of... But I, I didn't see it coming at the same time. It wasn't like I went, oh, fuck me, what a twist. Yeah. But yeah. it was like, you don't think that that's going to happen. It never built... The film doesn't build up as, well, what's happening here? It goes, this is a thing. And then you watch the film, and then he goes, that's not the thing. And you go, oh, yeah, that makes perfect logical sense. And obviously there's there's the bits throughout it, but about the, the replicant falling in love with a hologram. Yeah. And then there's the further bits with it of um, obviously where she's playing with the snow as he's dying outside in the snow. And there's still kind of parallels and questions, but it doesn't preach the quasi-religious stuff that the first one kind of did. Although the the book is very religious. Yeah. And they they left most of that out. But I I find this film almost the point of it is isn't life pointless. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that sounds so cheery. But it it ends up being, weirdly enough, Without spoiling, which I don't want to do, and it's difficult to spoil in some ways without just restarting one. Yeah, because there is like just one plot point. Yeah, but it's if you watch this film and it's not for you, you'll think nothing happens in it. You will be adamant that it's not got a story, it's not got no plot, Mm. it's just a bit of bloke who's a robot. That's what you'll think it's about, (laughs) and it's not. And even what was his name, Dave Batista? Batista, yeah, 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 I I thought he'd be. Oh, he's in that. I like him. Not for long. <laughs> he, he needed to be in it more, but he, he did his work yeah. part really well. And um, I think there are bad prequel YouTube videos that are kind of pointless. Yeah. I, I would have preferred a better one for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, his was the best out of three. Yeah, I just wish it was a bit, a yeah. bit longer yeah. and a bit more story driven, and rather, well, not story driven as much as the plot. Mm. There, there, yeah, there was one plot point about. But the rest followed, and yeah, the, the, his female boss worked, and it's very. It passes the. I'm sure it passes the Bechdel. It has to, yeah. Poor conversation, spent multiple people with multiple yeah. But whether you know, I, I just, I, 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 I really disagree with the idea that it's sexist. Yeah. Because of switch it. I mean, this is a slight spoiler, but when he finally sees uh, Joy is naked, it's when she's not her. Yep. So he then realizes when she's not doesn't exist he doesn't exist to her anymore what she is and that that tears him apart and that's the point of it yeah 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 Lisa. tears him apart Lisa um, <laughs> where when he's his actual companion you don't really see like she doesn't act yeah, like and her. the stuff that he you know he, he goes out his way to buy her a present and yeah I always get like I mean because I've not seen the film so I don't know the context so I can't really talk about it but I always feel a bit weird when people throw accusations of sexism around because a character is a prostitute because yeah. some women are prostitutes Guys, but that, like that's a thing, you know. And don't shame and, and, a person for it. Of, and, I mean, the other one who's an actual prostitute is also a replicant, and at the point of replicants is that they're they're for manual labour. They kind of exist for. Clients. I was going to say like pleasure and labour, isn't yeah. it? Really. But then she's also a member of the resistance. Yeah, and she's there to gather and, information. And obviously, in the original one in the eighties, they were prostitutes. Yeah. So it's kind of it's fitting. It's not like they've put that in for shock value. Mm. But, it, but it, it's not like they're just shoehorned out and forward into all of the films just to have another bloke. Yeah, he's yeah, barely, yeah. He's 20 it's, minutes, if that. It's yeah, yeah. It's a good much. good hour and a half before he's in it. And then he's still not really the main focus. No. <laughs> There's a bit where he just goes, they, they take him, and he's just gosling again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fine. I might want to watch it, I think. Maybe. I, I don't think it. you'll like it. I really love it. I will end up watching it repeatedly. I wanted to do a little honourable mention for a scene, just because you reminded me of it when you were talking about 
visually striking colours. Just for Star Wars, like, I'm not going to spoil it because it only came out, like, fucking yesterday. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be out a week yeah. or so. But there's a sequence on a planet that has, like, red ground, but there's a layer of salt on the top. And I thought that was, like, really visually interesting, especially the aerial shots where there's all the red stuff going on on top of the white stuff. I thought that was really pretty. It's really good. Anyway, anybody got anything for, like, looking into 2018 oh, other than Deadpool 2? Well, if you want to do some honourable yeah. mentions, like... I think I've mentioned mine throughout. Yeah. I was going to say, I, it might not even be number six on my list, but last week I watched a film that I never normally watch called Good Time, starring Robert Pattinson, and no one else would know. Okay. <laughs> because a lot of people started recommending it this year. I mean, like, not necessarily at the top list, but in films that are getting overlooked. Mm. Um... And it's fucking brilliant. Like it's he plays. He's got a handicapped brother, mentally handicapped brother, and they rob a bank. And when they they try to get away, everything was a bit wrong. And his brother ends up by falling out. And the police catch him, so he gets set up for it. And then it's like overnight, he comes up with a plan to get his brother out of prison because his brother's in hospital. But he got better up in custody, as it were. And everything goes completely wrong for him. But it's it's just brilliant. I, 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 it's yeah. really fucking good. <laughs> He's really good in it. Hmm. And it's the first film I've seen him, actually ever seen him in. Because obviously I never watched a Twilight film. Wasn't he in a Harry Potter? Oh, there you go. It's the second film I've ever seen. <laughs> I saw him in a Cronenberg film. Which was yeah, the Cronenberg film. Yeah, Cronenberg films. I like that. They are the brilliant or fucking garbage. Yeah, and it's, I mean, pretty big spoiler. But I don't think it would be you guys, if people listening. When he gets his brother out of the hospital... He finds out later when he moves with bandages, it's not his brother, and then we think it's to shit. It's just some other <laughs> <Okay>. criminal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and some of it's really funny, and some of it's really fucking creepy and weird. And yeah, I shall check that it's out. It's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. My, see, my honourable mentions that I wrote down, I just wrote down my number six to ten, and we've talked about most of them anyway. But the ones, the two. Oh, no, the three that we haven't talked about. There was It, which I thought was amazing. Yep. Uh, genuinely shipped me up in the cinema. Was, like, on the edge of my seat throughout because clowns are scary and big clowns coming it's, out of projections are scary. where all and the kids are good. Yeah, I yeah. didn't find it scary at all, but I thought that the kids side of it was Oh, I'd really done good. several poos in my pants. That painting... The garage, no, the garage was the worst. The garage was the worst, but I hated that painting. That painting really frightened me. I did not like it. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Overrated. <sighs> I did yeah. a special on that because Ooh, I loved it so really much. much. The same film. And Logan. Yeah, Logan's very good. I really I enjoyed Logan. Logan in black and white. I've, I've not seen it in black and white yet, but no. I would like to. We watch a Chrome edition of Fury Road as well. Fucking loser. <laughs> it's the same film. It is. Less it is, colour. More colour. Black and white colours. Anyway. Anyway. Those were my honourable And also, none of Alice, but the best thing ever made in the history of all the Super Mario Odyssey and that's really good. Yeah, but like... Briefly toyed with the idea games. of letting you do a video game's I've top five, five, but you've only played <laughs> yeah. five games, yeah. So that would I have been... I have reflexes for games. Um, I have enjoyed watching you cook things in Legend of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he's been doing so far that, that I've seen. Cook, not cook. Like, I'm not being cook-olded <laughs> Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Oh, he actually made some food the other day and then it popped up that that food was inedible and rancid. No, he's a way better cook than me. Okay. Like a thousand percent. <laughs> now, Mario Odyssey is, is the best thing that anyone has ever made in any medium. Wow, okay. We went to watch, like, was it What Culture's top... 10 yeah. games of the year and they started with their honourable mentions and went Super Mario Odyssey so and he turned it off, off. He, t- he was Good like back. fuck that that's okay. the top yeah, that's no, the I've absolute top I've heard a few top. people say that 
I mean, what a cultural show is she? Yeah. But. Well, sometimes they're all right. I mean, I prefer Watch Mojo, but I'm still annoyed at them that they've got the separate Ms. Mojo channel that has, like, top five sitcoms with romantic... Top five hot Ryan Gosling eating cereal. Top five ways to be a better wife. I'm like, fuck. I might get that when he's got, like, top ten friends episodes. I'm like, oh, he's going to watch his friends. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. And it's unnecessary. Jennifer Addison nipple moment. Like, I (laughs) like watching all the video game ones, but they're not on Miss Mojo. But anyway, they can suck my dick. So anyway. So anyway, looking into 2018, guys, what are you feeling about? Looking forward to it. Three billboards. Very much looking forward to that. It is already out in America. Um, Makes me cross. Looking forward to Ladybird, the great very cool. Don't know what that's um, about. Ah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stars, uh, a lady with Sharona. My Sharona. What's her name? <laughs> I don't Shusha. know. I don't know what you're trying to say. It's like S A I R O I S E, Ronan. And it's pretty oh. like Shusha or something. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Shitload right. of films. Looking forward to, well, half of the Hans Solo film, the half that's got Landau Calories in it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Deadpool 2 A Deadpool 2 A Deadpool 2 Is coming for you Deadpool I love it I'm so cable. excited Cable Stuart Cable Isn't he dead Bob Ross Did he die Stuart Cable Don't I Who's Stuart Oh I don't know I don't care about I, 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 I said it was all that weird <laughs> Wow So anyway 2018 <laughs> 2018 Yeah three people people not Yeah Yeah I kept putting off Thinking about A top five this year Because I was adamant That one ended up being top And then it was like Coming in February So I go Fuckers Bastards Absolute uh, bastards Looking forward to Screaming Female's new album I'm looking forward to Chaos Chaos's album If it actually comes yeah, out The Prodigy album Good times uh, You should have said this And I don't actually added this That's yeah. fine I was just cuff, You know man. Yeah I was just like it's Going bad, with the flow really Anyway we've been talking For like seven years Or some oh, such Oh I'm kind of Really looking forward to That film with the Pokemon Only kind of Yeah What film with what Pokemon The people in it It's got a thing happening Oh yeah cool Yeah, yeah that one Anyway, I'm not looking forward to any screen. Marvel films. Um, yeah, which ones are coming out next year? So we've got Black, Black Panther, Panther, Infinity War. I was not as but jazzed about wise, you've got, uh, Infinity War as everyone that else. Yeah, the film did. Okay. Oh, New Mutants. I'm not sure about Black Panther because I don't like Black Panther in the comics, but the trailer does make it look vaguely interesting. But I feel like if it's going to be like a two and a half hour Marvel movie, I'm probably going to get bored. Yeah. Like, I want uh, Marvel movies need to trim their shit down sometimes. Stop having the exact same plot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, I don't know. I forgot I'd be not saying. Wrinkling Time, that's it. That looks good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that does look good. Mindy Kaling's in that, isn't she? I believe. Mindy Kaling's in it. I believe so. Change your mind. Anyway, hey guys, it's been a it's been a 2017, hasn't it? Things yeah, boy. can only get better. Don't no, no, I reckon. We'll I reckon next year's going to be garbage. I really hope the highlight of 2018 is the indictment of Donald Trump yes. and the cancelling of Brexit. <laughs> no, they've <laughs> set a date for it today. No, they haven't. They have the 29th of March, 2019. They haven't because the Tories who voted against the shit yesterday against uh, Theresa May mm. have come out today and said no. Oh well. I had to do a bake sale today, stood under a TV that was talking about Brexit news all morning. It was well grim. The more things you agree, the more likely it is that we'll we'll end up with all the rules still in place, but somehow worse off. But we won't be able to have any say in any further rules ever made. Anyway, let's not talk about Brexit because that's a garbage fire.
Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, thank you for... I was going to do a social media thing first, your penis. Do you want to talk to people about where they can find you on the internet? On the dark web. I'm on... Skulking. Twitter and Instagram as PHLPT. Flipped. Flipped. So that's Philip without eyes with a T. <laughs> <laughs> Flipped. What? What about you? What about Nerd? Where's your internet hiding uh, places? I'm on Twitter as Rich Nerd. Rich Nerd. Uh, Fedu. If you want to contact <laughs> me, do me a tweet at Stacey's Parlour. Buy uh, me a coffee. Buy me a coffee on my coffee page. I can never remember what it's called though. It's like Co. Hash, like Kofi, dash fee.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. Buy me a coffee, that'd be nice. Yeah, do an iTunes review, whatever you fancy. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for doing a 2017 year in review with Word me. To your mother. Hopefully, next year we'll have the comics section. Maybe, maybe not, because this took us 30 years <laughs> as it was. We had breaks from old wine. <laughs> we did. That's true. Bye bye, people. Bye everybody. Well, have no, a oh, have a jolly next year. Look out for a new podcast from oh, Space Production. Yeah, it hasn't quite sort That's of cool. sorted its life out yet, but <clears throat> yeah, maybe. Um, on that note, first. have a bloody good Christmas and a very merry New Year. Bye now. And a bye. Yeah, bye guys. Bye. The, the, the system will defeat itself Nothing stays in a steady state It overheats and melts It only feeds itself The system Yo, I think it exists Just because Like a pit eats his pups Eats his own litter up The system's fucked It's corrupt It's for his own survival It's genocidal No place of origin No beginning cycle Let's occupy all streets It's crazy to think In the 80s I wanted minks In the bins to listen to Michael And Grand Poop or Maxwell And get cash while I'm sipping on drinks And Nike sweatsuits and Gucci links I'm like a Russian mob figure I'm mad low in the shadows, pick up the shadow DJ shadow arose to throw blows Can't see me, but now it's moving the fastest I'm a 3D movie, no need of glasses I'm a 3D movie, no need of glasses Hold your breath for 15 seconds Close your eyes, cover your ears, do not listen Try to feel what I'm saying To make you feel is my new expression Hold your breath for 15 seconds Close your eyes, cover your ears, do not listen Try to feel what I'm saying